0: I'm the target of a meat miss with 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting, all <almost.
1: laughs>
0: I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it.
2: You talk! Give me two!
0: You're listening to
2: Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Go.
0: What's up, Marion? How are you doing? Hi, DJ. I, uh, first of all, people at home, be patient with us. We're really trying some new things with audio levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is new for you and us. We actually have uh, finally released as a podcast. People can download this. Go check out your favorite podcast, Search for Gravity Lab. Uh, The audio settings weren't what I was hoping. They're a little quiet, not tons. So uh, we're trying to figure it out, people. Uh, If there's anything, let Ben Nelson know he's watching. But tonight, I have Marion Sparks in here with me. Marion. So happy to have you here.
3: Thank you so much for inviting me, DJ.
0: We met, in, you'll remember the year better than me.
3: Two thousand and six.
0: Two thousand and six. Gosh, that long ago.
3: I can't believe it's been that long ago. Why did? Go ahead. Why did we meet? We met because I decided I wanted to take skydiving lessons, and they said, "Okay, well, we're going to put you with DJ. That stands for dumb jerk."
0: Yeah, that still stands <laughs> that way, man. Some people will say, damn Jap. Um, we've already, you, you've asked, we already got several of our friends have joined us. Brian Menard is in there somewhere. Wonderful. Stephen Boyd has also said hello. Sweet. Or has popped in.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, 2006, and I don't remember who all you worked with, but I do remember specifically Kirsten Johnson and myself took mm-hmm. the load of the work with you.
3: Yeah, I did a load with Dennis. Sometime. Yeah. I, did a, a, I got Dennis one yes. time. Yes. so you. That be- was awesome.
0: A lot of our friends today are just hearing the names Dennis Anderson, and a lot of them have no clue who Dennis is. Um, We've talked about him a lot. What does Dennis mean to you?
3: Dennis was the neatest man. He was so happy all the time, and I loved his bunny ears. In free fall.
0: <laughs> uh, a lot of people have no clue, and you say bunny ears, and, and we have this really beautiful picture with this beautiful thought, full thought in our mind. He always wore a sock in his helmet yes. um, in free fall, except for the one time we were doing a tandem.
3: Mm-hmm. I was
0: shooting a video of him, and I flew up, grabbed the sock out of his helmet, ripped it out, and waved it at him. You did. Yeah, then he tied a knot in his sock and kept it in his <laughs> helmet. So Dennis would never buy a modern helmet because a sock goes through a ProTec. Mm-hmm. So, um we got slowly one guy at a time catching their audio. <laughs> um, no, don't worry about it, man. Those of you who are wondering what we're talking about is Ben and Nick. Have... It,
2: it doesn't come through very much over here. No. It's, uh, uh, ben and I are, are playing around with our uh, phones over here, but uh, I can hear it through uh, just in the room, but I can't hear it through my headphones. So,
0: Oh, no, it's super, super faint over there. Nobody
2: knows. <laughs> Nobody knows.
0: So I met you as a student. I don't remember what was my first jump with you. What jump were you on?
3: Very first. Very first. Diaflow one. The, the Di-Flow one, yeah. And I remember <sighs> that we practiced, we went through oh gosh, we went through school and we went through the all the the, you know, things that could go wrong. Emergency procedures, yeah. Emergency procedures and and then it got cloudy. Yeah. And we waited and we waited and we waited and it got to be about five thirty, and I was walking out to the parking lot, and Stephen Boyd rode out there on his four wheeler and he said, "All right, we're gonna. You can come jump now." And I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh," because <laughs> I had just about gotten comfortable with the fact that I wasn't gonna do my first jump that day. And uh, I remember being on the plane with you, and I remember you looked at me and you go. Marion, are you ready to skydive? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I remember your overall general student experience. I want to talk a little bit about that because all of this, I think, leads into <laughs> who you are today. Yeah. Um, how was your first jump? I, I don't remember.
3: I did pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I did. And uh, I can remember just thinking, my God, I'm 51 years old. What the heck am I doing?
2: Hey, Mary, you know? move, move that microphone like an inch and a half to your right.
3: Over there? Yeah, yeah.
2: there we go. Now it's a little closer. Just because you're talking to DJ, that the sound gets...
3: Oh, yeah, because I don't have my... No... That's better. Okay.
2: That's
0: what I like. Yeah, basically, I, remember... I try to point it straight between us, if it helps you that way. Okay, move let me point that it. stand, you can move around.
3: Okay, well, that's good enough. All you want.
0: Cool, as long as you're okay. company.
3: But I remember thinking, what in the world am I doing? I'm 51 years old, and all of a sudden, I've got this, I have to skydive thing. Yeah. It was, well, now I know Why? But at the time, I didn't. I did. It's just it's like, I'm, I'm addicted to this. And you were my mentor, and you've uh-huh. always been. I
0: I, I, I'm, I appreciate it. I'm honored that, that you say that. I, you and I share these exchanges regularly. Mm-hmm. But I, I will never tell stop telling people how proud I am that I ever got to be part of your life, let alone made a skydive with you.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, well, I want to ask a little bit more because I think I know why you needed to skydive and we're going to lead into that a little bit more, but a big part of it is is you had a void in your life. You were uncertain what to do. You had a little bit of a lostness. I did. And you needed something to fill that void, and you didn't know what it was, and Mm -mm. skydiving was just one of those things to try. Right. So I ask how your first jump was because the rest of your jumps, I I remember you were a worry wart. You were scared. Yes. And the two things I want people to look at today is... I'm 51. What am I doing scott ivan And now, how old are you?
3: 62.
0: And you're still kicking. You're killing mm-hmm. it. You're you're out. How many jumps do you have?
3: 2201.
0: So, any of our friends who think they're too old to start anything new, what do you tell them?
3: You're never too old. Yeah. You're never too old. As long it, it, and it'll keep you young.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing that I, I told you over dinner. 62 years old. I know a lot of 62 year olds. Mm-hmm. They don't look like you. You are <laughs> definitely younger than your years in heart and and in presence. So it's always good to see.
3: Yeah, I think skydiving's done that for me.
0: I think you look younger today than you did when I first met you. I, really? I, I, yes, I see it in your face. When I first met you, you kind of look like a droopy dog. You remember Droopy Dog, the character? You had that look like mm, just just hum ho a long life.
3: That's because of what was going on in my life then.
0: Yeah, and now, man, to see you not smile. There must be way too many clouds because you smile all the time. Mm -hmm. So you started skydiving. I mentioned I think it was because you were lost, and you said it was because what was going on in your life that you always looked droopy dog. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that?
3: I was in an unhappy marriage, and I didn't have anything exciting in my life and nothing good. And when I discovered Spaceland, I remember... I remember walking in there and seeing all these people and they're all dressed in their in their in their stuff, you know, and they're walking around and I'm going like, I want to be like them. I want to join them, you know. Yeah. And I remember the first day it was my 26th jump. And <coughs> Tom Jenkins came and got me and he said, Okay, we're gonna do get an, We're gonna give you an SCR. It was my twenty sixth jump, and all of these people that I had seen walking around, mm-hmm. and looking so cool, they were there and they jumped with me, and it was so cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was telling Nick, and I think I've told you. I was reading your backstory, and it's already happening. Nick is. Nick and I, when we did his episode, it was the first one. We talked mm-hmm. about how he's a crier, and I owned it. I'm like, I, I cry. We watch a movie with my wife and I start crying, and I already see it coming on. So thanks, thanks. I love you. Um, <laughs> you you saw these people, and it's neat because you struggle through the whole process, but yet you kept fighting. You kept going on.
3: oh, yeah, it it was a that learning to skydive was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life.
0: I remember telling you at some point, you don't need me to skydive. You don't need no man to skydive. I'm Mm -hmm. here just to video your jump and show you you can do it.
3: I remember that.
0: And we actually fought over that for a couple jumps. Mm -hmm. You believed me on the ground, but in the sky, you didn't.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I remember you having a jump. And actually, if I remember right, Kirsten Johnson had the honor to see the breakthrough moment. She really was the one there with you, which I'm a little jealous, but I love my girl Kirsten. and, And I'm glad you all shared that. And then you shared the rest of it with me.
3: Yeah, she taught me how to do a barrel roll. Yeah, That was the first time I'd ever got unstable. And it was like, oh, I can go unstable. Yes. That was so cool.
0: It's so cool. So many of those new young jumpers are so worried about getting unstable. That's the point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I can do this, and I can, I can get stable again. And I actually got to do your graduation jump. Do you remember who gave you your first kiss pass?
3: I was going to say, <laughs> I remember my graduation jump because I got a kiss pass from you, yeah. and then I got failed.
0: Yeah, because. so Marion <laughs> got so excited from the kiss pass.
2: Uh,
3: she, I'm just, I'm just looking at him like, huh? And he's going, pull, pull, and I'm like, huh? That must have been a really
2: good kiss. Turn your brain right on.
0: What's up, ladies? I'm single. I like Ben Nelson. You know. Um. <laughs> it, it, it was great because actually, I gave you a kiss pass at break off. You turn, uh-huh. you tracked, and then you turn back around and start a wave. I'm like, oh my god, and I like,
1: pull, please.
0: <laughs> and then the next jump went flawless. It mm-hmm. was, it was just that moment of excitement. And I didn't
3: know you could do that in free fall. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah.
0: Now we can't, we have those full face visors. It makes it a lot harder. Yeah, so. it does. I've actually opened my full face visor and given a piss, cat, piss cast.
3: <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, I hope I don't get one of those. Uh,
2: that Balvini's going <laughs> pretty good today. I just want to say already that uh, I was worried. Did you, Have you seen any of our of our podcasts so far, Mary? Yeah. I just, well, I'm sorry. That was. That's the first thing I want to say. Okay. Then. But it's been uh, pretty appropriate so far. And so, I think that we're going to, I'm going to try and keep it appropriate. I can't make any promises for this man over here, but, uh, <laughs> but I think we're trying to clean it up a little bit.
0: I think we have a isn't, more mature audience. Isn't today. that right then? <laughs> 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 uh, it's way different when Ben and I sit here together than when I sit here with you. Um, Oh, my God, the piss cast now just totally yeah. made me lose my mind. That's so what I'm um,
3: talking about now.
0: You struggled, and, and then you finally made it. You finally did it. And, mm-hmm. and I remember watching you from then on. People could tell you weren't early on the skydiver who was excelling, but people very quickly didn't realize you were the skydiver who struggled. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of young jumpers out there today who are struggling, whether they're struggling in a student program, they're struggling through their first 100 jumps. You have how many jumps again right now? A 2201. And what's the biggest formation you've been on? 118. 118 way. From a lady who struggled, from a lady who had to go through a few jumps repeatedly, and now you've been on large formations, organized large events. Mm-hmm. What do you tell those young jumpers struggling?
3: Same thing you told me. <laughs> don't overthink. Yeah. You know, you, you can do it, but if you, you, you just don't, don't cloud your mind with overthinking it, just do it
0: skydiving as hard as you make it the harder you try the mm-hmm. harder it is and that that's one of my failures when i'm out there and nick has flown with me on my head and he can see if i'm relaxed i'll fly on my head but when i start trying i start getting tense and not too good and overthinking definitely a guilty problem of mine i thought nick was about to say something
2: no i'm actually just looking at all the settings here like uh-huh. it seems too easy this time which means i've probably forgotten something <laughs> So, Or well, may, maybe I'm just figuring it out. I don't know. You look like Gary
0: Vee today, by the way. Do the, I? the
2: tight sides,
0: the short top. I mean, I, I'm keeping it pretty
2: high and tight these days. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So watched a little Vee this morning, and uh, you you are reminding <laughs> me of him right now. I know I'm, he's your hero.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not a huge Gary Vee fan, but... Uh, I understand.
0: I like a lot of his messages. I don't always like what he's got.
2: Yeah, I don't even know how I would describe... I mean, I like a lot of what he has to say. I just don't like his overall attitude about himself. No, cocky. just a little. Yeah, he's. I mean, and not that he's. He, he does have the success to back up everything that he's saying. Yeah. But uh, that's just. It's just very different from my own personality. I just don't resonate with it. That's probably the easiest yeah. way to put it.
0: Gary Vaynerchuk is this guy. He's all about social media. He's done a lot with social media, including mm-hmm. making an
2: enterprise for himself.
0: His goal is like by two thousand bazillion or something like that to own the New York Jets. Uh, very open statement. He's very very brash. I like a lot of his messages. But, man, he believes in himself wholeheartedly, which I think is important. And that kind of brings us back to you. You had to believe in yourself. Yeah. So I told you, you don't need a man to skydive. You don't need me. I'm just here to video you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I videoed you. And all of a sudden, you got it. Mm-hmm. And now you go through and you start making your jumps. And I'm going to need help filling the points in the story. But it comes down to where you suddenly. And, and I met your ex-husband. Very nice guy. Yeah, I enjoyed he's my interactions. Yeah, a great guy. And it sounds like it wasn't necessarily a bad marriage. It just was no longer a healthy marriage. It was no longer moving anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you decided, I don't need a man. Skydiving taught you who you really
4: are. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it did. And it taught me that if I can skydive, I can do anything. It really gave me a lot of power.
0: So it's sharing skydiving with somebody. With the average student means something to me. I enjoy that sharing the life, the community, the, the, what it means to me is one of the reasons you're one of my favorite students is you got that side of it, not the thrill rush side of it. You got that too, mm-hmm. but you got the personal fulfillment. You got the personal awareness to do things. It uh, becomes an odd question to people, but I think they'll see where this goes and you know where we're leading. How long after you started skydiving until you decided you didn't need anybody else in your life to survive?
3: Probably about three or four years.
0: Yeah, good while.
3: Yeah, and so, yeah, and it's really hard to have somebody in your life if you're a skydiver, too, if they don't understand. And I, f- I find myself a lot more comfortable with my friends who understand me and what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, A, they don't want to share the sport with you, and B, they don't understand why you do it. So you spend so much time apart. Mm-hmm. So three or four years go down the road. And, and how long were you married?
3: 23 years.
0: So now you're established Marion And Sparks is your maiden name or your married name? Married name. Married, so <laughs> you were marrying Sparks for 23 years. Your identity has become so established that even in your divorce, you've carried part of the identity. You're still marrying Sparks.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do all that <laughs> name paperwork. change stuff. No.
0: I saw what Val went through when we got married, and I don't know what the bigger hassle was her changing her name legally or just marrying me in general. Um, mm. <laughs> there's a lot of paperwork. That can
3: be debated, I imagine. <laughs>
0: marrying me in general, <laughs> says Ben Nelson. Um, <laughs> it's w- going through all that. You've now said, wait a minute, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. I've become somebody different, and now you get a divorce. And mm-hmm. I believe in 08.
3: Yeah, it was oh eight. Okay,
0: so a couple of years, two years into the sport. Yeah. Um, please don't think I have a good memory. I e stalked you today. Yeah. So it's that's your story. Yeah, out it there.
3: was it was. I got started skydiving in oh six. He okay. left in oh seven. Okay. And we divorced in oh eight.
0: Okay, that fills in some gaps for me because I remember early on he was out a few times. Mm-hmm. And what's your ex husband's name? Harry. Harry, I, I don't want to. Harry, Harry was out a few times. I got a few good interactions with him. Mm-hmm. And again, a nice guy. And then he, he stopped coming out, which is usually the sign of I see what my wife's doing and, I'm, and she's good or AIDS. Have you ever heard of AIDS when it comes to skydiving? That's driving?
3: what I told everybody I yeah. had.
0: Aviation-induced divorce syndrome for for those who don't know it, right? Um, or afternoon Indian death squad to my full-time <laughs> skydiving instructor. Yeah, ho- hopefully,
2: there are no Indian folks uh, watching. Thanks, DJ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I well, there we go with appropriate. Um, I do want to take one quick time out. Uh, we are talking here a little bit about Jump for the Rose over time, and your treasurer has joined us, and she said to say hello. So,
1: oh, hi, hey, Lynn, hi. Uh,
0: Lynn Gwynne Murillo runs the deli at Skydive Spaceland, uh, makes some really good lunches, a really good quick stop for me sometimes, um, but also the treasure for you ladies.
3: Yes, Lynn, Lynn and I just got back from Paris, California, Paris, Skydive Paris. Yeah. Yeah, and we had a little fundraiser out there. Lynn worked really hard. Thank you so much, Lynn, for being there for me.
0: And actually her words right, right before you said that is, I'm here for you. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, definitely a giver. Um, I think she mm-hmm. fits the organization, jump for the rose, really well because I've seen ladies come and go, and I think they've all fit. But I think the m- m- further you go, the bigger the heart you get. Yeah, and I think Gwen does have a very big heart. So
3: Gwen has a wonderful, wonderful, loving heart. I hope I made you cry, cry Gwen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I get to the drops when she spits on my food, I know I <laughs> screwed up. <laughs> um, so you, you get a divorce, and now in 2008, before this, I, I'm going to go backtrack to your life for a second. Okay. Your, your mother. Your mother. Tell me a little bit about your mother's background.
3: My mother got breast cancer when she was in her 50s and okay. has a total mastectomy. So I knew that I was at risk. So at 35, they, I started getting a mammogram every year.
0: Now your mother, just so everybody is clear, is a survivor.
3: Mm-hmm. And she survived cancer, but she she died
0: yeah. later on. She survived cancer, but then in the future and, and you at thirty five starting a mastectomy and
3: uh,
0: uh, not sorry mammogram mammograms. I, I'm a dude. We're horrible at these <laughs> things. Just saying, my wife is still trying to convince me to go to a doctor regularly. There's a piece of paper right behind Ben's head that says primary care physician list, and it's a list of doctors to go mm-hmm. to, and they're all ladies. So I, well, I don't know what my wife's trying to do here. But... <laughs> Um, I looked them all up, and they're all old and ugly.
2: It's just a general physician, is what she's trying to get you. Yeah, to.
0: primary care physician. I go to the doctor if I have to go to the ER.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I was just wondering if she was trying to like set you up with a sexy proctologist lady or something. <laughs> I don't know. I thought there was another angle to it.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I think she's trying to get me to see my PCP so I can go see my oncologist or my urologist she, so I can go get fixed. She wants me to go get snipped. Snip, there you go. It's yeah, a smart move, dude. I'm a non-breeder. I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: Marion, your your mom really, and part of your story, and, and guys, gals, go check out uh, jumpfortherose.org And under About Us, there's a tab called Marion's Story. So org About Us, Marion's Story. And everything we're talking about here has got a brief synopsis of it. Right. And you're inspired that I want to be like my mom. If anything happens, I want to survive. Right. So at 35, you got your first mammogram mm mm-hmm. um, Every year.
3: Every year. So, I made sure I got it every year because yeah. I just wanted to be very careful.
0: Yeah. And, and you were, you were diligent through 2008, if I understand Yes,
3: correctly. I was, I had great insurance, went and got my mammogram every year. And then in 2008, when I was divorced, I lost my insurance. hmm And... I wanted, you know, I, I had asked, you know, please let's delay this divorce until July so I can get my mammogram this year, but they wouldn't do it. So I skipped 2008 mammogram.
4: Okay.
0: And what happens next in this, this part?
3: My, one of my clients called me uh-huh. wanting to change her appointment because she'd gotten a free mammogram and she didn't want to try to change it because she didn't want to lose the free mammogram. And I said, what free mammogram? And she said, it was uh, at our hospital in Baytown. I said, give me the phone number. And I called, and I, I was over 50 and no insurance. And I qualified for a free mammogram, and I thought, okay, good. Well, I'll get this out of the way, and I'll feel better about it. But then they called me and told me that they found something, and they wanted to take a closer look. Now, that had happened before, so I wasn't too concerned about it. So I went back in, and I said, well, how much is this going to cost? And they said, it's free. I'm like, really? Okay. So uh, they took another look, and then they sent me a registered letter and said, you need to come see us. And that's what I thought. Okay, well, this has happened before, too, so when they take a closer look at it, they're going to find out nothing's wrong, and I'll be okay. But, uh, no. And I I had never been on that side of the, the, the line before, not having insurance. Mm-hmm. And when I went in for those first two mammograms, I, w- I was apologizing to everybody, even the receptionist. I'm sorry, I don't have any insurance. And they're like, it's okay. That's what this is here for. And I'm like, hmm. So then they brought me in again and said, now you need to go see a surgeon. And I said, well, I don't have any insurance. And they said, well, here's a list of ple- places that will take you that don't have if you don't have insurance.
0: And that led you to a place <laughs> called The Rose. Yeah. And I have never had a reason to stand behind a cause in my life. As far as, like, there's a lot of good causes, and I'll stand behind them. Um, I love animals. I'll stand behind those causes. But the rose is the first place, the first cause that I've really come to stand behind. And it's because it's kept you around with us. Um,
3: and I feel the same way. That's the first cause I've ever really yeah. stood behind, too. Yeah.
0: So what did the rose do for you? Who, who is the rose?
3: The Rose is Houston's largest nonprofit breast cancer facility, and it was the first nonprofit breast cancer facility.
0: It's it's interesting because something I learned because through you, I, I've learned so much more about breast cancer and breast cancer awareness because of you. Um, most breast cancer uh, nonprofits are about research, and we need that. I think that's super oh, yeah. important. But and and our future is super important, but our here and now is where it's at. And not very many people are taking care of ladies, mm-hmm. and so they provided another free mammogram. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, and then they then they decided I needed a biopsy.
0: What's a, so? I'm I'm horrible with medical terms. Back to I only go to a doctor when it's the ER or my FA medical for tandem ratings. Um, what's a biopsy? I've, I've seen it on the show ER and Scrubs. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: a biopsy is where they stick a needle into your breast. And they go to the spot that they, where they found something, a shadow or whatever it is on the mammogram. Mm -hmm. And they draw some tissue out. And then they, oh, and by the way, before they draw the tissue out, they leave a marker. They shoot a little marker in through the needle. Uh And that shows, because when they come back later on, there's a tiny little marker in there that shows where they drew the tissue out. Okay. So they draw the tissue out, then they do a culture on it to see if it's cancerous. And so that's what they did to me. And the lady that was doing it was a beautiful, blue-eyed, gray-haired lady. And I was crying so hard I wasn't really paying too much attention to her.
0: Now, you've had a lot more interaction from the Rose. Do you know who that is today?
3: That is Dr. Dixie Malillo. I was
0: wondering, because I've met Dr. Dixie, mm-hmm. and uh, just knowing somebody in her position, I bet you she's a joyous person because she shares a lot of giving, and she is a sweetheart. I, I've met she her. She is. And she's the co-founder, the doctor and co-founder, yeah?
3: Yeah, she's the co-founder.
0: And Dorothy Gibbons, I believe, is her mm-hmm. partner. Yes. The other co-founder who works with a lot of nonprofits. Yes. So that's your first experience with Dr. Dixie. Mm -hmm. And what do you find out right away you have cancer? Do they get back to you like in a week from now?
3: They call you and say, Dr. Melillo wants to see you in her office. When can you come?
0: Now, I had a shoulder surgery, and unfortunately, they say things the same way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously a lot more serious with what you had than me just having, you know, a broken chicken wing. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think when you get this call?
3: I hope she tells me it's benign. That's what I thought. But I took a friend with me anyway.
0: Did you believe it was benign or did you just hope? I hoped. Did you believe? So you believed at that point you had malignant cancer? I knew
3: that there was a a chance that I had cancer because, you know, my mother had it. And I couldn't feel anything in my breast. So I knew that it couldn't because I felt a lot trying to go where is it where is it and there was nothing so I thought maybe it's so small you know maybe it won't be too bad and sure enough she that's what she told me it wasn't too bad
0: yeah I believe your story goes it was very early stages you were very lucky um and and ladies you know I'm very blessed you're actually the one of the few ladies in my life but you're the closest lady and of my family members that I know have dealt with breast cancer Mm -hmm. um one in eight Yeah. Will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Is that an accurate statement? That is accurate. Ladies, get them checked out. I mean, you know, we joke around as dudes, it's for the boobies, man. I want to motorboat those things, but it's my loved ones. (laughs) Did you just really
2: use the word motorboat with the lovely (laughs) sweet Marion? (laughs) Yes. I do. If you would have saw our student
0: program interactions and some of the words we've said (laughs) back and forth. You would, uh, she. she's more dirty than any of us.
3: <laughs> I,
2: I remember that you're a skydiver. You're used to it. Right. I'm a skydiver. <laughs> you're just such yeah. a sweet
3: lady. Aww.
2: <laughs> she is.
3: <laughs> I got everybody fooled. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Dude, go through her student program when she's sitting there pooping her drawers
3: <laughs> and you
0: know the real person when they're a student. You find out a little bit more about them mm-hmm. than the things they think and the things they say. Yeah. And uh, I got to know the real Marion. I, I definitely you believe sure that. Did. Mm, I got to know that real Marion. Today's Marion is just the same lady, but cooler, better, sweeter, more giving, more loving. You've just continued to grow, and and that is why you're one of my favorite people, and one of my I favorite know, Scott. I was one of my favorite students, but people. Um, so Dr. Melillo, is I'm I my Sandra. Dr.
3: Dixie Malillo, Melillo, Malillo,
0: Malillo. Um, she she lets you know you have cancer. How soon between you finding this out and you having surgery?
3: Hmm. It was several months. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I was uh, doing something, a P3 camp in Paris. Yeah. I remember now. And I asked her, I said, well, I'm supposed to do something in Paris. Can I go do that first? And she's like, yes, you can. It's okay. So I went out there and I didn't tell anybody.
0: And this camp was actually a super huge deal to you because what were you doing at this
3: camp? I think it was a hundred way. Yeah. Yeah, it was a hundred way camp. It was my first hundred way camp. Yeah. I had to go do a hundred way first before I had breast surgery. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And that's and back to go go check out our story on org. it's that's part of the story you've written there and I'm, I'm guessing you you wrote that and mm-hmm. if you're like me you need help editing with commas and grammar but <laughs> um, uh, that part I'm not great at. Uh, it says you wanted you accomplished this goal and this goal skydiving once again now you are ready to go toe to toe in a battle with cancer. I I think I'm almost quoting that verbatim from your yeah. website. And once again, skydiving has given you a strength. Yes. Um, People, I don't care what it is. I really don't. Skydiving happens to be our common love and our common passion. But if, you know, underwater basket weaving is what gets you up in the morning, what gets you excited, what gets your blood pumping, whatever it is you do that you're successful about, let that drive you to be a better you. And I think that's what you did.
3: Yeah, the the love of skydiving and the will to stay strong through the cancer treatment mm-hmm. is what got me through it.
0: So there's a surgery, invasive, because they mm-hmm. poke into you. But like, so my shoulder surgery, they don't cut you open. They just put little holes and they poke instruments in. Is it the mm-hmm. same way for your surgery? No,
3: it was a scar. I mean, okay. yeah, about an inch, inch long scar. And they went in and took out a lump of tissue. Okay. And then after that, they wanted to do radiation.
0: That was my next question and you say they wanted to you mm-hmm. followed through? Yes, I okay.
3: followed through and had all the radiation treatments done. And at the time I was uh jumping with some girls uh as a team.
0: Which which group if you don't? Know.
3: Uh it was uh, Hot Flash.
0: Oh yeah, remember, remember Hot, Flash? Group, yeah. Hot Flash.
3: Hot Flash four way.
0: Kara, Kara, Kara.
3: Kara and
0: um was MJ and Lori? On Lori? Lori Long? No. No, Lori. Man, it's been a while. These names are starting to, to fade in my memory.
3: Yeah.
0: But I remember because that's where I first met. I, and I, I always want to call her Redneck Kara because that's her name on Facebook. Yeah. Kara, I forget her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice. What's that? Mark? No, no, different different. Kara. Jumps to San Marcos. Oh, Su-
3: Latimer. Latimer. Yeah, Latimer.
0: Yes, married mm-hmm. to Artie. Super, super nice couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and you jump with these gals. You're going through chemo. What...
3: I didn't go through chemo. No chemo, radiation Thank God. I'm going through radiation. I told them what was going on with me, but I was, you know, chemo is, I mean, radiation is like getting a little bit of a sunburn every day. Okay. You know, but you get it every day. So it's like you have a sunburn, you go out in the sun the next day, you get a little Mm -hmm. more burned, and then gradually it gets to the point where it's bothersome, you have to wear... Um, you have to put aloe vera lotion on it. Okay. And then it gets to the point towards the end to where it's like a second-degree burn, and you peel, you know, okay. skin peels. But towards the end of... We were going to go to Florida to the NSL Nationals, but then Kara ended up having a, uh, an automobile accident, rolling in the car, and then I was so sunburned. I just really was to the point where I didn't want to do anything until it healed up sure so so what's
0: uh, again forgive my ignorance there i know people go through chemo and i know there's different treatments for cancer but radiation how do they treat you with radiation they put you in a microwave and hit like popcorn
3: uh not so much no no you um they when you first do your first radiation treatment they put you in a mold and the mold goes around your back and okay. your head and it's soft, and they want you to lie in it. It kind of sets stuff that blows up, okay, like a pillow that blows up. And then you lay in the pillow, and they put your head and your arm exactly where they want it to be. And then the oncologist comes in and takes and moves the machine around to where the, the radiation part is going directly to the part of your body where they want to send the, the radiation, and they put. They made marks on my chest and under my on my side so that red markers or lights from the machine would line up exactly perfectly every time I laid down on that pillow. And after a, a weekend of skydiving with all these marks in the heat, I went back and I they had given me the... They had told me, well, we can either keep marks on you or we can tattoo you. And I remember being up at... Waller, this when we were jumping at Waller and I came in from a skydive and it was hot and I looked down and I had all this black stuff between my <laughs> breath. <laughs> when I got back to radiation the next day, I said, y'all just go ahead and tattoo me. I, that's it. So I've got tattoos. Really? Yeah, I've got little tiny pinpoint tattoos on my body.
0: Are they your only tattoos? No. Do I want to know?
3: I got, I got this.
0: You got a closing pin tattoo? Yeah. Where I
3: at? A, it's right there,
0: right on the side of your pelvis,
3: uh-huh, right nice. there. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, Waller, I, just a quick side note. I don't know if you saw, but uh, another company's reopened Skydive Houston.
3: I heard that. Yeah, and it's yeah. not in the same building, and they've yeah. got a Cessna or something.
0: Yeah, but uh, actually the gentleman who owns Dallas Skydiving Center is one of the owners. Uh, I actually think that the guys who run Dallas Skydiving Center are trying to reopen, and I, I'm guessing they bought the brand because it's the same logo and everything, and Houston is way big, so, you know, the, the ability to support two drop zones is great, I think it'll be a while before they can do too much. Hey, Ben, by the way, we recycle here. That re- uh, Last time Ben was here, I found that trash can full of cans and bottles, which, <laughs> okay. But uh, I get in trouble with my hippie environmentalist wife. So, um, <laughs> oh, crap, she watches these. Um,
1: Uh-oh.
0: Waller shutting down was really a bittersweet thing for me back in the day because I've got to jump there. I've got to visit friends there. I've got mm-hmm. to train instructors there. And I had a great time there. Um, the bitter part for me about it is, is I didn't get to see all my friends all the time because they jumped there and I, I get it different strokes, different folks, everybody's got their own place. And at that time you would become a regular jumper there with your team. Mm-hmm. And so when they shut down, then suddenly we got this influx of friends and you were one of those people who we got to see come back and come back regularly. And so it was really a kind of a bright side. So now you've got these tattoos. You're getting radiation treatment. Mm-hmm. And during this whole process, you tell Dr. Dixie M- M- Malillo, you tell Dr. Dixie, what? I will.
3: Well, all this happened when she told me I had cancer. Uh-huh. And I remember being overwhelmed and thinking, oh, no, I do have cancer. What am I going to do? And I asked her, I said, what am I going to do? I don't have any insurance. And she says, well, do you have a surgeon? I said, No she said well i'll be your surgeon she said i think we can handle this with just a lumpectomy you, your cancer is really small it's a stage zero it's you know she described it it's smaller than the head of a pin
1: mm-hmm.
3: and and i just I, I said how how am i going to pay you what am i going to do she says don't worry i got you covered and those were sweet words But it made me cry even worse because I was like, how can you have me covered? (laughs) And she said, she said, well, you know, we can cover your costs because we're a nonprofit organization. And for every woman that comes in that has insurance, I can help pay for another woman who doesn't. And she said, we get grants and corporations give us money and people raise money for us. And. I said, I can't believe you're going to do this for me. And she said, well, why do you think I started this place? I was tired of women coming to me with breast cancer, and I couldn't help them. She was one of the first women surgeons in Houston. And so I said, you you started this place? Because up till then, it never occurred to me who started this place. Yeah. And she says, "Yeah, me and another lady started it." And I just told her, "I said, well, when I get well, I'm going to raise money for you too." And she said, "She said, well, that's <laughs> nice." She said, "If you win the lottery, you come see me." And I said, "Okay." And I was already thinking about a skydiving formation.
0: Yeah, it was. That's that story is is so cute to me. And, and part of it is, is I've actually heard. Dr. Dorothy, or, uh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Doctor, uh, Dixie, Dr. Dixie, sorry. you've heard Dr. Dixie, Dr. Tell, Dixie it tell it to me, and she's like, Yeah, when Marion told me this, I'm like, Yeah, when you win the lottery, uh-huh. and the way you say it sounds so sweet, and the way Dr. Dixie s- tells me now, I'm sure when she told you, she told you with true heart and intent, yeah, but when she tells me, she's like, Yeah, when you win the lottery, like, yeah. you know, she's waving it off because she's heard this a million times over, mm-hmm. and everybody intends to pay it back. Everybody who says they will, I truly, the majority of them. Think they will, our follow through is where we lack. Mm -hmm. But you were already thinking of a way, a formation. How were you going to do it?
3: Well, I really didn't know how, but uh, Debbie, what was Debbie's last name?
0: Debbie G. Yeah, Debbie G.
3: After um, after when in 2010, it was right around January of 2010, and Debbie G came up and she's like, Marion, you didn't tell me you had breast cancer. And I said, Debbie, I didn't hardly tell anybody. I just didn't want to talk about it, you know. And she said, well, you should have told me, And blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, Debbie, I said, you know, I'd really like to do something to pay the Rose back. And I'd like to have maybe, you know, get some girls together and let's do a jump and maybe raise a little bit of money and then, you know, give them a donation. And she says, oh, that sounds great. She said, I'd love to help. So Debbie was the one who really helped me in the... Really get it off the ground, then others joined.
0: I always saw Debbie get involved with you, and Mm -hmm. and gosh, I wish Debbie G was still around. Debbie Granum,
3: too. I miss her. Uh, But you know, she had just gotten back from Jump for the Cause, so she's uh, you know she was a big Jump for the Cause in two thousand nine. I remember she raised a bunch of money. She was out there selling bumper stickers for twenty bucks. Yeah, you know,
4: that's that's
0: and that's where you ended up drawing your inspiration was through Debbie, but also through Jump for the Cause. Yeah. A lot of people have never heard of Jump for the Cause. I'm trying to remember the lady's name, Lamb Chop Lady. I call her Lamb Chop Lady. Oh, um, yeah. Who was part of the 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 bones behind Jump for the Cause? That was
3: Debbie Reynolds' daughter.
0: Um, who was the lady behind Lamb Chop? The little the little right? Sheep. Ben, you might remember Nick. remember a little sheep puppet called Lamb Chop. Yeah. I remember the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gal behind that, her her daughter, right? What, the, what
3: was her name? That wasn't Debbie I, Reynolds. I, Sherry Lewis. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. I don't know how I got Debbie Reynolds yeah. out of it. But... Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so Jump for the Cause is based out of Paris, California. And mm-hmm. and Jump for the Cause was not raising money. And you helped me because they were raising money for who? The City of Hope. The City of Hope. And who is the City of Hope?
3: Um, That's a breast cancer.
0: And that's in the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Are they... Similar to the Rose, just a different place, different name. No, I think
3: I don't think they were like a cancer facility. I don't think they were a facility. I think they were more like a catch-all charity that helped maybe to donate to charities. But I'm not really familiar. Okay, I should know.
0: It sounds like they're they're kind of an organizer, so to speak. They're that go-between. Hey, look, we got a special guest, Miss Valerie Marvin. Hey, how are you doing, Miss Valerie? I think uh, Valerie's brought you a beer. <laughs> Marion, that's for you if you like it. If you don't want it, we're good. It's yes, up to you.
1: I love it. Thank you. Anybody else need anything <laughs> to drink favorite. while Valerie's Gyre. popping in?
0: Cool. Um, Thank you, thank sweetheart. You.
1: you
2: got a
0: good wife. You know that? Dude, she's the good looks. She, she's the brains. I'm the comic relief.
2: That's all yeah, there is to she, it. You got a good paying job for being comic relief. <laughs> she's paying the bills. She made us dinner.
0: Come yeah.
1: on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. I did make some of the dinner. Give me a break. Oh, <laughs> uh, you killed it with that tri-tip. Dude, that, that, there's two things I know how to do well. Skydive poorly and cook tri-tip. Those are two things I do good.
3: You can skydive poorly?
0: Yo, man, you should go do an AFF eval jump with me. I can oh. pump one spin out of control oh. with the best of them.
3: <laughs> I remember that jump we did on the coach course. You were acting like a fool.
0: It's natural. Yeah. I, I'm an examiner because I don't know how to skydive. Mm-hmm. The job is to skydive <laughs> bad, and it comes very, very natural for me. So, um, so skydive, jump for the cause. They raise money, and and they raised nearly a million dollars in their life. They did, yes. And this gave you a dream. This gave you a vision. It gave you a goal, and you mm-hmm. created Jump for the Rose.
3: Right, and we, we we started Jump for the Rose the same way, trying to do the same thing that Jump for the Cause did, was by uh-huh. getting an organizer in and get a bunch of ladies who were really, really good and getting them into... And we, we did that, we and we got a national record that first year. But as things evolved, the guys, every year the guys were saying, well, I want to be involved too. And so we kind of went from being... An all women's formation mm-hmm. to be in a a jump for everybody.
0: There's something no one left behind. Is that am I saying that right? Yeah. No, no jumper left behind. No jumper left behind. And that's a that's part of the mission statement
4: mm-hmm.
0: of jump for the rose. It's it's not and it's part of the mission statement's no jumper left behind, but I think it's no woman left behind either because of the cause. Right. In the first year, my my wife Valerie, y'all just saw her. If if you're watching the video part of it, she was actually on those jumps that year.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we've redecorated the office very recently to to make this little semi studio thing going on. But one of her pictures uh, we have laying around is from that. It's a picture of the group afterwards. Yeah. And uh, Kirsten Johnson loves saying, "What's cooler than being a skydiver?"
3: Being a girl skydiver. And
0: anybody who disagrees, I'll kick you in the nuts. Because <laughs> no woman disagrees. And any dude, I'll kick you in the nuts, man. Uh, we need more lady skydivers. I think
2: we can all agree that uh, this work could do with more ladies.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ben is over there shaking his head. And remember, ladies, he is single. <laughs> single
2: and beautiful.
0: <laughs>
1: He's a sexy man. We can't hear
0: you, Ben. He's a sexy man. Oh, man. Um,
2: Uh-oh, I think he's smiling. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> did he give the camera a little bit of love? Oh, uh, he was saying hello in his Ben Nelson way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the primary vehicle here, most of the people who will hear this is actually through the podcast. A few people will watch it live, and actually, we've seen 20-some-odd people watching it live. Um, a lot of people will download this as a podcast, and then that's where we're growing. So, guys, you you did not get to see Ben's ugly face and his middle finger. <laughs> um, he's, he's giving me... Oh no, no! The ones who are listening. If Don't worry,
2: Ben's yeah. not listening. That's the problem. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Um, so you—he was busy watching his cameo on the uh, on the playback there. <laughs> he's
0: he's loving looking at himself.
1: Hey, dude,
3: I was on I was on it. Did you see me? I think he's making a statement over there. I'm not sure what it is.
0: Uh, oh my gosh! So that first year, do you remember what size formation that Ladies' Way was?
3: It was uh, twenty-seven points or twenty-seven.
0: And how many points?
3: I think it was two points.
0: Two points. And that was the record, twenty-seven point two 27.28, largest lady sequential. Mm-hmm. And also national record. I think it might have been the largest national period. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I actually think you did a separate formation for that. That Maybe a 28-way for that, if I remember
3: right. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <clears> my <throat>
0: memory's not what it used to be. Yeah, then so. the
3: next year, I think we had 39.
0: Yeah. and And I think it was after the second year where you were like, forget the ladies. I still love the ladies. But I love everybody.
3: Well, you know, I had a couple of very, uh, women, skydivers, Uh who I respected very much, who, uh, especially one, she said, Mary, she said, you might want to, instead of doing this, you might want to do something where you're including everybody. And I I thought, I'm going to listen to her advice. And And it worked out better.
0: And what do you call, like, so, so you, you eventually branded this idea. What do you call this? It's a Jump for the Rose. Mini-
3: Skydive, have fun, give back.
0: Yeah, and you call it a mini boogie. And, a
3: mini boogie, yeah. yeah. And, and people say, why are you calling it a mini boogie? I said because it makes me feel like it's not so big.
0: <laughs> but it's grown. It's become bigger. Yeah. At this point, how much money has Jump for the Rose raised for the Rose?
3: Over $125,000.
2: Jesus Christ. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how much does it cost for the rose to treat? Like, what would your treatment have cost had you paid for it?
3: Oh gosh, probably about thirty thousand, maybe.
2: Wow. I mean, mm. as far as medical expenses go, it's like, it's still a big chunk of money. But I mean, to think that if that's the amount of money that saved your life, you know, it's that's awesome to think about the lives that you've touched through everything that you've. That you've yeah. Done.
3: Well, I think about. <laughs> You know, when I, when I think about the money that we raise, I think about there's a woman out there, single. She's got two kids, and she's working as a waitress. She doesn't have any insurance. She doesn't have any extra money, and all of a sudden she finds a lump in her breast. That's who I'm working for. Or somebody like I was, newly divorced, no insurance, then all of a sudden she finds a lump in her breast you know what do you do you got to do something about it you got to live for your family you know your kids want you to live but and and sometimes it's nothing i mean sometimes it's nothing all it takes is a mammogram just to show you that no there's nothing wrong or just i mean or just to go and have a mammogram every year if you're over 50 if you're over 40 and just take care of yourself so you can take care of your family
2: did you have a goal in mind, like when you started doing the the jump for the rose, and you had you know that first thought of uh, of, of skydiving and fundraising put together? Mm-hmm. Did you have like a number in mind, like a dollar amount? Oh, if I could if I could reach this amount of money, I would feel like I really had had made a difference. Did you have that in mind? Yeah. In mind?
3: Well, I wanted to raise a million dollars, just like Kate Cooper Jensen.
2: <laughs> well, you're on your
0: way. Yeah. I'm a
3: tenth of the way there.
0: <laughs> well, and that's that's funny because you you say that's what you wanted to do, but talking to you and we speak about this regularly, you say wanted like that's a past tense, like you've given up. Oh on no, that dream. I still want to. Yeah, and and he said it. You're well on your way. Every year, Jump for the Rose raises more and more. Mm-hmm. And I have seen so many people in my life give back to a cause. Whether that cause is their loved ones, whether that cause is to raising children or, or to something that helped them. And very few people have given as much time, energy, and effort as you have given to jump for the rose over the last seven years now. And not only do you give back there, the sport and the rose have both given you your life. And you give back so tremendously to both. You're one of our mentors, Valerie and I. Valerie runs a mentor program. My name's attached to it. Mm -hmm. So she does all the work, and once again, I'm writing her coattails. Uh, You give so, so much. If folks wanted to help you give, how could they do that?
3: Oh, gosh, there's so many different ways. One of the best ways (laughs) is if you work for a company that is willing to give a donation or give a matching donation i've had several people several of the students they found out about jump for the rose and uh, some pretty big companies in houston have given us some nice corporate donations and that made a big difference last year
0: a lot of people are like me and I skydive for a living. I make a, a really meager living financially. You know, I joke around about it. That's why I'm married to Valerie. <laughs> no, that's the bonus. I'm married to Valerie. She's a wonderful woman. But I can't do much is what most people say. I can't give much is what most people will say.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things, and we'll talk about this, is they can give time. That's invaluable.
3: Yeah, it's just like you give your time. You give up. You'll you'll give a coach course as a donation.
0: Yeah, we'll and always support y'all.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, giving their time, giving their help. I've got some wonderful volunteers who I depend on, and I'm always looking for more yeah. people that want to come in and help me. And I can give them specific jobs.
0: Any of you old jumpers, new jumpers, non skydivers, we're getting more of the all of the above. If you cannot financially give, give emotionally, and, and I and I'll bet money and help us find this. Not only can they help you directly with Jump for the Rose but I'm sure the Rose also has volunteer services or volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, As a matter of fact, I learned today, I did not know this. You actually serve as an advisor to the board of directors. Yes. Advisory board. Uh, Advisory board. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: You continue to amaze me, Marion. Reading your story today, I had a hard time. It brought tears to my eyes. Not tears of sadness, but tears of joy seeing how strong you are, seeing who you've become. Because with all respect, this is a horrible thing to say, but when I met you, you were very feeble-minded to a point. You were very doubtful of yourself. I can't Mm -hmm. do anything. I can't do this. I've actually heard you say, I can't do this. I've never heard you say that word again since.
3: And I would never do it again.
0: And and, uh, I can survive cancer. I can do a 100-way skydive. I can get back four times what it cost me. To get what I got is what you've done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By far, you're one of the most meaningful people I've ever met in my life. And to <sighs> watch you give back just means so much, so much. Um, sorry, Nick and I told you, I'm a crier. I, I, when <laughs> Valerie and I are watching movies, I'm like, man, my allergies, baby. <laughs> if you hit me in the drops <laughs> of saying my allergies? I just cry. It naturally happens. People think I'm a good actor. No, if you ever see me doing cry during an evaluation jump, I'm just really sad. It happens. I, I'm emo. Um, <laughs> ben believes it suddenly. Um, you, you've you gone back and you've done these things. People, one thing I never realized, and you just said it, is people can get their companies, a lot of corporations, and a lot of us, well, I don't, a lot of people work for major corporations. Mm-hmm. How do they find out what their companies can do in the way of donations?
3: Well, the... A couple of the guys, they were already in, I think, Human Resources or Uh something, and they knew, because a lot of the big companies are always looking for charities to give to. And, you know, we are a 501c3, nationally accredited with the IRS, so anything that's donated to us is fully tax-deductible. So, and when companies like that donate, they usually have a bunch of papers for me to sign, you know, and fill out with the number and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean just ask your ask the large corporation that you work for ask them you know do you do they need a worthwhile charity to give to
0: HR would be the place to go for that, to, for the to start, I think, you
3: think? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it yeah. is, because he's human resources. So that yeah. means, yeah, well, that would be like with given to charities. Yeah, so.
0: Ben Nelson worked in the corporate work quite a while, and he's over here. He's kind of our backup plan.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he, he's the guy keeping Nick and I on the straight and narrow, and he's shaking his head Oh, yes. bless your heart. And I'll, I'll bet money that even if HR cannot do the job, they'll direct them to the right place to go. HR is definitely something a lot of people in the corporate complain about because HR is making me go to sexual harassment seminars or something, right?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> but um,
0: I, I worked in the corporate world once upon a time, not that I know what sexual harassment is, uh, but they also are helpful for a lot of other things like like creating this, this mm-hmm. for you. Um,
3: yeah, and so one of the other things that people can do too, and a lot of them do that around the time we have our event, is they all go to their company and say, hey, buy me a, buy me a um, Yeti cooler. You know, so I can take it and make a raffle prize out of it.
0: And back to you guys, you're a nonprofit legally on the national level. um, Not only if you can donate anything, whether it's a Yeti cooler or whether it's your time or services, the rating center, we're always trying to give you something, a certificate for a canopy Mm -hmm. course or canopy coaching is usually what we give because most people will do one of those for sure. And I actually never have sent you a request for a donation, because I just give it to you because it's for me the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the rose always sends me a a thank you um, that is blessed. Like I, you thank me in person. I never need that letter, but I without fail will get two or three a year, and I always get my tax deduction note from you guys um, mm-hmm. every year. And and
3: yes, I'm I am determined that everybody that gives is going to get a thank you from Jump for the Rose. And giving them something that they can use for their tax write-off.
0: Yeah. You girls are so organized. So you continue to grow. You continue to make more money. Jump for the rose boogie. I'm going to just say boogie from now on uh, because it's turned turned bigger and bigger, and it's actually become an attraction that people from all over our region – And we have people from around the nation are starting to come visit.
3: Yes, yes. I'm excited about it.
0: And you're the whole reason why this is happening. Mm -hmm. Dr. Dixie is actually the reason why all this is happening. And you're the person who gets to bring together uh, a buddy of mine, Tom Noonan, likes to say, I'm not awesome because, like, oh, you're so awesome. No, I'm just a conduit of awesome. I just get to direct awesomeness around. (laughs) And you're that conduit. All these great things are happening because of you. Um. Nick mentioned like what does it cost and what you raised, but and you've also mentioned for every lady who gets a mammogram with her insurance mm-hmm. at the rose, another mm-hmm. lady can get a mammogram for free.
3: well, actually, it takes three insured ladies okay, to cover the cost of one uninsured lady's lady and and a lot of people they'll say well i I can't come to the rose and get my mammogram. I've got insurance, and I'm like, no, 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 you're a misunderstanding." We need insured women to come to the Rose so that we can help other women who don't. It's, it's 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 not a charity clinic for people who don't have insurance. It's a very nice clinic for people who do have insurance.
0: So I picture a nonprofit charity when I first picture in my mind, and, and before people start going with my picture understand the rose is the opposite of what I'm about to describe mm-hmm. um, I've not been there but I've got this from your stories I think nonprofit and I think you know just kind of a slummy looking place it's a little worn down it's kind of trashy because they're barely getting by and jump for the rose or, or the rose is definitely nonprofit they're not pouring money in their facilities but they're a well-kept nice facilities
3: yeah it's a two-story facility with free parking and a very nice side of town it's got marble floors. It's got a receptionist when you walk in. It's got an elevator to take you up, or you can walk up the beautiful curved stairway.
0: I'd be willing to say that the Rose is probably nicer than some of your normal doctor's offices for some of the ladies who are already going to other doctors with their insurance. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So any of you ladies who are listening, and men, because there are men who are susceptible to breast cancer, I believe 500 men a year, Die from breast cancer?
3: Yes. As a matter of fact, in 2012, I think we did a jump for a man in honor of a man who had died of breast cancer, a jump for the Rose.
0: Any of, of us who are dealing with breast cancer with insurance, go to the Rose because people like Marion, you know, somebody who's just become very dear to, to all of us. A lot of people who are watching this, know you and know you well. Um, we have you because of that. Let's support that cause. Let's support that reason. Um, sorry, I'll sidetrack myself, but um, I can't afford to help. Yes, you can. Nine out of ten of my friends totally making up that statistic uh, use Amazon. How many people use Amazon? Nick, you use Amazon?
2: I order as many things as I can off of Amazon.
0: Amazon Prime. Oh, gosh, I don't have a Prime account. No, I don't do that. A, get a Prime account. It's super affordable, and, and you get your money back right away as much as money as you spend on Amazon Prime. From there, go to Smile. Dot amazon.com and what's it, smile.amazon.com what can I do with that Marion?
3: if you buy off of Amazon Smile instead of Amazon Prime it's just like buying off of Amazon but it's Amazon Smile and they give 0.05% to your favorite charity. We're listed under Amazon Smile as a charity you just go in and it tells you you know which charity do you want to support? And go in and find Jump for the Rose.
0: And I actually, I've, I've supported it a while back on my Amazon account. Mm-hmm. But today I did a little test run to make sure I know what I'm doing. And once you set said it, all you have to do is go to it once and say, this is my charity. From now on, when I shop on Amazon, I am supporting this charity. And every time I shop on Amazon, which honestly, nine times out of ten, I'm shopping out of true actual necessity. I don't spend a lot of frivolous money. I'll tell you, a good part of the studio sitting right here Mm -hmm. donated money to Jump for the Rose. Cool. Yeah. The microphone stand you're talking in right now gave money to Jump for the Rose.
3: (laughs) Yes, and we get a check periodically from them. It's not very big yet, but one of these days, if we can just get the word out there and get everybody doing it. Yeah.
2: If we could get
0: all our friends, and how many friends do we have who use Amazon?
2: How many Amazon packages show up at the drop zone in a normal week? It's insane. Dude, Mm -hmm. we need to go on
0: the staff page and make sure all our friends, Ben, you're in charge of that one, man. Let's go to the... He's already on it, man. Yay. He's right here the curve. <laughs> All of you, everybody, right now, if you're listening to this on your phone, you're listening to this on Facebook Live, I don't care how you're listening to this. As long as you're not driving your car right now, stop. And if you're driving your car, pull over and stop <laughs> and go to your Amazon account and go to smile.amazon.com. Uh, and pick Jump for the Rose as your organization, is mm-hmm. your charity. It changes nothing about my price.
3: Mm-mm, it doesn't nothing. change a thing. And if you get and if you make a mistake and you and instead of going to Amazon Smile, if you just go to Amazon, then you'll get a little pop up box that says, Are you sure you don't want to go to Amazon Smile? Yeah. And you, it reminds you.
0: My by default now goes to that just because it, it, it has meant so much to me. So there's so yeah. many ways for us to give to jump for the rose.
3: Yeah, that's a great way to do it. If we yeah. could get more people to do that. Thank you so much for bringing that up.
0: Oh, I, uh, I, I've, Nick and I, as you watched us set up tonight, you notice we're mm-hmm. still learning a lot ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the thing I learned over the last few episodes, I've tried some with homework and some without homework. And no matter how well I know the person, Nick, I found that doing my homework ahead of time, you saw me at some point pick up mm-hmm. this notepad. So it has little things like smile.amazon.com, um, uh, all where I find those links. And because uh, actually everything on here, I, I'll end up never looking at again. But mm-hmm. I, I remember. So I cheated. I stalked you. Yay. Good. Cyberstock, is that the right word?
2: Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Lurked. You could say you lurked her. Lurked. Yeah. Dude,
0: totally, totally <laughs> just creeping out on you right now. Um, <laughs> It's, it's amazing to see what we can do to give back. And now every year you do Jump for the Rose. You raise money throughout the year. But mm-hmm. this is your big, like, one push for skydivers. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to take that back, and I'm going to bring up, you now have two big pushes a year for skydivers at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them you just got back from.
3: Yeah, I went out to Skydive Paris.
0: What did you do there?
3: Uh, they had, uh, we, we had a raffle. And also, I uh, did a little, uh, I did a tandem jump with a breast cancer survivor, and she was funded by Freefall Fall Foundation, uh, Matt Blanks out in Skydive Paris, uh, Free Fall Foundation paid for her, her skydive, and she's a long-time cancer survivor, her name was Gretchen, and we just did a little jump just to celebrate Surviving cancer, and we we're celebrating life.
0: It was her first skydive.
3: It was it was her second second skydive. Second skydive.
0: One of my favorite things about being a tandem instructor is we're junkies, mm-hmm. and everything we do is to chase that first fix, and you'll never get that first fix again. Sharing that first fix with that noob that's that's a huge hit for a tandem instructor as long as you're smart enough to take that hit away. And, and I hate to say it, but not every TI is smart enough. They focus on the money, mm-hmm. focus on the experience, right? Yeah. Now you're sharing that hit and you're sharing the love of life because I will bet money, I love life, I cherish life, and I have an, uh, a dear value to life. You trump me 10 times over, and so does Gretchen. Mm-hmm. You get to share both of those. What's it like to be in free fall? Because you've jumped with more than one cancer survivor now. Is that oh,
3: yeah. I have.
0: What's it like? And you've jumped with non-cancer survivors. Would mm-hmm. you say it's a different experience?
3: It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah because, yeah, because cancer survivors, we've just got a different attitude. It's kind of like once you survive cancer, it's kind of like it's, it's game on. Yeah. Just live life. Live it to the fullest. And it was a lot of fun flying up to her. They had her in a pink suit too we've got I've got some great pictures and uh, I remember I flew up to her and I told her when we were on the ground before, I said, "You be sure and look at me when i when I fly up and take your hand and I remember her looking at me and thinking, "Oh my gosh, look at her. she's loving life so much.
0: You know what we need to do uh, you 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 and I need to get together after this. We need to work on a project. We need to get a one of each size jumpsuit made in mm-hmm. pink." that has the Jump for the Rose logo, and a couple of your other supporters. I know Scott Ive Spaceland is a huge supporter of the Rose. A couple other companies, Velocity Sports Equipment and Performance Designs have done a lot to donate to your cause as yes. well. Let's get one of each size jumpsuit. Let's find a manufacturer to support us. I, I believe we can find a manufacturer who will help us with this project. So we can always put your breast cancer survivors in a breast cancer survivor oh
3: jumpsuit. Oh my gosh, what a great idea. Let's do it. And that can be men and women. Yes. If a man is coming to to jump maybe in in i, I don't know you're, you're just talking about breast cancer survivors or, supporters or people that want to support jump for the yeah. rose wow that's a great idea
0: yeah no everybody anybody and we see so many guys and gals come to the dz in support of a loved one you know uh nick has made a great friend of a guy named matthew and if y'all listened to this podcast and heard Nick talk about Matthew, his wife passed away. And I don't think it was breast cancer, was it? But Yes, cancer, but not breast cancer. Yeah, cancer, not breast cancer. Uh, and Nick, you've made great friends with this guy, and he's now continuing to jump. How cool. I, I bet you guys like him, as particularly guys like him whose wife uh, survived breast cancer, they would wear these jumpsuits.
3: Yeah, they would.
0: How many people have you seen at the Jump for the Rose event who were there supporting breast cancer?
3: There were a lot. I yeah. mean
2: if we've got all of our male friends jumping in pink bras I'm sure I'm sure they're going to wear exactly. a pink bras Exactly
3: and we'll have pink bras again this year too Yeah
0: Jay Venandal has worn a pink bra ironically enough Jump for the Rose was not the first time he'd worn him he does that in secret in his real life
3: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: If well, you actually we, get oh, that's you, what he's doing at Hooters. He's picking you, up those bras. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
3: I well, I was watching him put it on and I was thinking, wow, he seems so familiar with that.
2: Yeah, it's ah. <laughs> it's
0: natural for Jay. <laughs> oh man, he, that boy's on the road for a little bit longer. I miss his goofy ass. He's such okay. a good dude. Um so you, you get to jump and you're you're they, they do a fundraiser at Paris. So Dan BC has reached out to you. Mm-hmm. And said, "Come to Paris and do what?"
3: Yeah, he he wanted me to come to Paris and be a part of the Easter boogie and raise a little money.
0: And this is the second year.
3: Yeah, second year.
0: And are you guys doing anything special, skydiving wise, or just being there at this time?
3: Just being there.
0: Are, are there goals for the future of of this?
3: Yeah, we've got some. We've got a few things in the works.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll take that as a hint of you'll tell me when you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And I know of some super amazing things that you've worked on. I know of some super amazing goals that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, are we looking at the ability to eclipse what you've already done?
3: I think so. We should <sighs> be able to. Now, this year, we've got some big stuff going on. What do you mean? Big, what uh, you got? In October, we've got, we've got Skydivers Over 60 going to be back again.
0: Rick Poplinger helps Rick with that, right? Rick
3: Poplinger and skydivers over 60. And then uh, we've also got the wingsuiters coming in.
0: Yes. Did you know they're actually bringing a wingsuit school to Skydive Spaceland?
3: No, I didn't.
0: Our wingsuit community for many years was very stale and very limited and mm-hmm. just had a very small handful of people. And very recently that community's grown. Um, so much so Tommy Miller is trying to get a wingsuit. I actually just borrowed a wingsuit from Larry Hack. And want to, uh, we need to approach Larry Hack. Larry Hack has a good tie-in with uh, Blinds.com, I believe, is a company. It's yeah, that's mm-hmm. who he works for, Blinds.com. Yeah, and uh, I bet you Larry can help us with a little bit of fundraising. And Sweet. You deal with Larry at all? Uh, yeah. Sweetheart of mm-hmm. a fellow, man. He is a good dude. Um, I bet you we can get him to help with some of that corporate stuff.
3: I bet we could. So what are
0: you guys doing with the wingsuit community at Jump for the Rose Boogie? No longer a mini
2: boogie, Marion.
3: Oh my gosh. It. It's a full grown boogie. Yes. Oh my God.
2: I actually um, have had that same thought in the last couple of videos that I've edited for, for your events. Yeah. It's like, why why are we calling this a mini boogie? Like this is the <laughs> biggest event we got. <laughs> <Why is> mini, <laughs> it's not mini anything?
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: Cool. Um Nick, I'll get to that. Uh yeah, it's it's become a boogie. It's become mm-hmm. in, in of its own event. Um and one of the things that you've done just prior to jump for the rose mini book every every year is you've actually partnered with performance designs. Yes. What do you guys got going on there?
3: Well, I haven't gotten in, t- in touch with them this year, uh-huh. but uh, they've done it two years in a row, so I already know that there's people interested in getting
0: doing what though? Most people who Ben's mentioned in the background. What what are you doing with jump with with oh. performance designs in the past?
3: Well, it all started with me talking to one of the guys and said, you know, I'd really love to have a canopy that had Jump for the Rose on it or something. And they came up with, he said, well, let me see what I can do. And so he came up with a canopy that was pink and white and black. And it had a uh, breast cancer ribbon on it. Plus, it also had PD's design, too. And it was all pink, black. It was all pink. And uh, they, you know, showed it to me and they said, you know, here's what we got. And here's. And I said, oh, I love it. And they said, okay, well, here's the deal. They said, <clears throat> for, uh, if you can sell these, we'll set you up you know, online with everything you need to sell stuff on Facebook. And all you've got to do is just promote it. And for every canopy you sell, we'll give you $500 for Jump for the Rose. And uh, so I got to work on it. That was pretty big.
0: They're gorgeous canopies. I think one of the super cool things, and just the fact that Performance Designs is donating $500 per canopy mm-hmm. uh, sold, and they're absolutely gorgeous, is this past event in Paris, you got surprised by seeing one of your canopies in the sky.
3: Oh, my gosh. A girl named Blaze yeah. from Switzerland yeah, was there, and she had bought one of my canopies last year. And uh, so... I was just so pleased to see her. We were both so surprised that we both happened to be at Paris at the same time because we hadn't communicated at all. And not only does she have uh, not only did she have the uh, parachute, the the canopy, mm-hmm. but I had also brought a pair of pink risers that Velocity yeah had donated for the raffle. And guess who won them? Blaze. Blaze yes. won them. Blaze's boyfriend was there, and he bought enough raffle tickets to make sure she won those. those so, pink.
0: a I can get a jump for the rose canopy. A performance on that passed. Who who were you working with, at PD, with that project? Do you remember? Uh Kyle. Kyle. So a guy named Carl Myers. No, is to- it Kirk? It'd Be Kyle probably Kyle Kyle yeah. would more very likely be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle has moved on and he's back to to being a wuffo, not a non skydiver. Yeah,
3: but the other guy took uh, his place. Carl. Carl. Carl's a person I work with, and I need to get in touch with Carl. Have pretty you heard soon. from Carl lately? Not lately.
0: I'll make sure I uh, next time I talk to Carl, I'll mention something as well. And Carl has been just great to deal with. He's he's a really nice guy. Um, it's actually not his first run. He's been with PD in the past. Mm-hmm. This is his his return trip. His his return being um. So hopefully, once again, and Hank asked, can I buy a a canopy through PD to support Jump for the Rose? Hopefully, that will happen again this year.
3: Yeah, and as soon as they give me the go-ahead, I'll start inundating Facebook with it. So people are
0: going to see. And guys and gals, if you're interested and you're hearing this... Hit up performance design, send them an email, send them a Facebook message, tell them you want to order this canopy. This is a great way for you, A, to get a canopy to represent the cause, but also B, you're donating $500 while you're buying a parachute. It's just so wonderful and, and help PD stay on board. They, they've been a huge supporter of what
3: you've yes, done. Yes, they have. They've been wonderful.
0: Velocity Sports Equipment, Infinity Rigs, has also been a great supporter. Um, they sell pink rise, pink ribbons, and the Confluence Wrap has a new logo. Yes, That's a breast cancer logo, and that logo, if people buy risers, once again donates money to the Rose. Right. I try to remember how much was that one.
3: Fifty bucks. Fifty for bucks. Every pair of risers sold.
0: So order yourself a pink risers. TJ Langren, you know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. He recently got himself a pair of brand new pink. Infinity jump for the rose logo risers. Mm -hmm. There are people left and right in our sport supporting it. So, dudes who think they're too macho and think pink is not a cool color, my favorite reserve is pink. I have two cutaways as a sport jumper, they were both under pink reserves. Sweet. As pink goes, other than that, I don't care as much. I don't care, I don't mind, but I'll jump pink risers every day of the week to support the rose. You folks can go out there, and once again, you need new risers. Infinity will make swoop risers. So if you want longer risers, shorter risers, competitive risers, non-competitive risers, they'll donate money to your cause. Yeah. And one of my favorite projects ever for Jump for the Rose was Marion Sparks. No bo- n- everything you do, skydiving, everything you do with your life is for other people. You give 110% of what you do to everybody. And you will never do anything for you anymore. Ever, you don't. And you were jumping a ratty old rig. It was a nice javelin. It was in good condition, yes. but it was old. And you'll never replace that rig because you will not spend a dime that doesn't belong to the rose. And myself, a gal named um, gosh, I want to say, uh, but Nicole, a gal named Nicole, she worked for Infinity. Adam Buckner, we got together and
2: we we created a rig for you. And if you make me cry again, I'm gonna be very upset.
0: Dude, if you, uh, oh, man. yeah, that rig, we worked super hard and actually infinity offered to sponsor that rig. And I told infinity, no. And even the folks at skydive SpaceLand talked about sponsoring that rig and I told them no. And I, and I thank them, but as much as these sponsors supporting you, I think would have meant something. I told everybody, I want all your friends to buy that rig. Yeah. Because it meant more coming from the people than it did coming from these entities and we had designed and built. And the, the the part that blew my mind the most is it took us two months to do this. And did you have any clue we were giving you a rig? Skydivers no. kept a secret. That blows my mind. But you
3: know what? It, <laughs> it was so weird because they it, it got to where people wouldn't make eye contact with me.
0: Because they couldn't speak to you without telling <laughs> no. you. you. Yeah.
3: Know, it's, we have I was these like, secrets. what is wrong with these people?
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know it went that bad. That's the first I've heard of this.
3: Yeah. But I didn't think about that until later on. I was like, you know, because I mean, it wasn't anything that was too weird, but it was just that people just weren't as talkative as, you know, and I was like, oh, now I know why.
0: They were more guarded. Because they came
3: up to me later and said, yeah, I was afraid I'd tell you and I didn't want to talk, I didn't want to tell you.
0: Everybody had the same speech. Hey, I, I need to share something with you, but A, I need to share it in confidence. You can't share this with anybody else. I mm-hmm. started that confidence speech first. Mm-hmm. And I told them, even if you and your best friend both know you're giving to this, you can't talk about it together, even if you're alone.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: I made everybody promise me they would do that. And then the people who found out after the fact said, Why didn't I get to donate? And I said, I'm so sorry. It happened. Like I didn't, when I first started, I thought I'd probably pay half of it myself. I thought maybe I'd actually take the sponsorships. But I didn't know I'd be able to raise it all. It took me two full days of two two Saturdays of sitting around the DZ, discreetly asking for money, which is really about a third of the day because it's very sneaky, to raise all the money. And then everybody else says, well, "I want to give, I want to give." And we said, "We'll just give your money to the Rose this year, or jump for the Rose."
3: That absolutely
0: blows my mind. Yeah, it's everybody wanted to help, and now um, Infinity not only makes those jump for the Rose risers, but you've seen the logo on my rig now. And actually, mm-hmm. that logo is on your jumpsuit as well. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that is is a non-extra thing, so they don't donate any money as far as if you get this logo. But if you want to show your support for breast cancer, you can order your your rig with a Jump for the Rose Infinity logo. So that it's got is the p- so breast cancer. Cool. And has anybody seen my baby? I have two two rigs, but my baby is my new one. It, it's the one I, I, I like the most. I think it's because of that logo on my chest. Yeah. It's that pink ribbon, and um, it it means so much to share with you. You've got the wingsuiters. I'm sorry. I I get so sidetracked doing this. What are the wingsuiters doing this year at Jump for the Rose? I asked that earlier, and we got sidetracked.
3: They're going to do some kind of a record. Do you know if it's
0: state or national?
3: I think it's national. They're going to need three planes, and we're going to need. What happened was uh, they found out that we were going to have to have three planes because of the SOS record, and they were... They jumped right on it. So, yeah, and I think it'll work out just fine.
0: I uh, The wingsuit community has grown so huge throughout our industry, throughout our community, but particularly at Spaceland, and I think that would be super cool and it'll, it'll be neat to see. What else special is going on this year at Jump for the Rose Boogie?
3: Oh, we're going to have a bigger and better raffle, as always.
0: Yeah. I love the way y'all do your raffle. You know, it's so many raffles. You enter enter a raffle ticket and hope to get what you get. Mm -hmm. You always specifically say, here's the raffle for this. And and I can buy tickets, as many as I want, and throw as many as I want to the prize I want.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So if you go to this raffle and there's a free jumpsuit going out, but you don't need a jumpsuit. Well, you're not entering to win a jumpsuit. You enter to win what you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will Norm be back?
3: We are penciled in on his calendar.
0: Norm Kent's been to how many?
3: Oh, gosh. Four?
0: Four. He's been to the last four Jump for the Rose events, uh, boogie events, and people who don't know who Norman Kent is. Norman Kent is one of the biggest names in videography that we have. Yes. I know people think Nick Lott and Mr. P is the biggest name.
2: Oh, stop it. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Mr.
0: P is not the biggest name. Uh, Norman Kent is actually taking break out of his life doing all these large and, and crazy events and shooting movies. He's been involved. Almost any Hollywood movie you've seen in the last oh, two years, yeah. that's skydiving in it, Norman Kent was involved with probably 90% of them. Right. But yet, he takes that break to give back and help the Rose. Yeah. Jump for the Rose. That's
3: to be pretty cool. He'll come over for the weekend, and yeah. he'll, he'll do all the video and, and get us all these wonderful pictures, and that gets the attention of magazines all throughout the world.
0: Nick, we got to actually uh, reach out. I will, uh, but we need to reach out, and maybe you drop a good line for us and get Norman Kent out here the day Dude, or two beforehand.
2: That would be amazing if he was uh, willing to chat.
0: Dude, how awesome would it be to hear about his movie experiences, his experiences with all these events, and, and all these events he's done, you actually helped with one of his events.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What, what, event, I did did, you, what yes. event was
3: that? Uh, he had his 60 Cycles event, which was, a, that was his 60th birthday celebration out in Oceanside california and Uh that was back in november and his goal was to make 60 jumps in one day he didn't quite make it but every jump had a different subject and a different portrait that he took some of the jumps were his family they didn't actually jump out but they were sitting there at the door and he took a portrait of them as he left the plane
0: So it's amazing. Norman Kent is this photographer, this videographer, and in celebration of being 60, he doesn't celebrate himself. He celebrates 60 of his friends. Exactly. That is the perfect person for you to be associated to. Yes. Because you're not giving back to the rose for what they did for you. You're giving back to the rose for what they do for others.
3: Yes, and Norman is the same kind of person. Norman is a wonderful person. I love Norman to death. Great And what was perfect is that at the end of 60 Cycles... That evening, after he finished up, he asked Caroline, his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. to marry him there in front of everybody in the landing area.
0: The picture's on Facebook. If y'all don't know Norm Kent, look them up. And it is touching. How long have him and Caroline been together? Do you know?
3: Gosh, years. I'm not really sure. But I'm going to say... Over five.
0: And that's where the kind of shocking part is. Like Valerie and I, we were together for four or five years. When you're together that long and not married, people just get shocked when you when you propose.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But his 60 cycles, you got to be one of those jumps?
3: No. Okay. No, but I was part of the um, comic relief on the ground.
0: I, I get that well.
3: <laughs> not only
0: were part of the comic relief, you, you supported, you helped in different roles, but you did yeah, something weird. afterwards.
3: We were cheerleaders.
0: Didn't you write an article for him?
3: Oh, my gosh, yes. We were at the party afterwards. It was on the next day. It was Sunday, and we were all out there on the deck overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's just like something out of a movie and really cool people there. And uh, I told uh, Michael and Norman was standing there, and I said, I said, somebody needs to write an article about this event. This has been an epic event. It's been one of the best things I've been to in a long time. And Michael looks at me, Michael Hare, he was the, he kind of was the manager of the whole event. And he looks at me and he goes, now, who do we know that writes for parachutists? And I went, oh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and so I wrote the article and then Norman kind of filled in with all the technical stuff and the names and everything. Yeah. But
0: Let's go back real quick to the beginning of the story. In 2006, you and I made your first solo skydive together. Mm -hmm. In 2006, you started skydiving. So I'm going to go back to 2005.
4: Mm -hmm. In
0: 2005, did you ever think, A, you would be a skydiver in your life?
3: (sighs) When I was a kid, I loved to ride motorcycles. I loved to jump horses over three-foot fences bareback. I loved to climb in the rock quarry across the street and climb out onto the biggest boulder that was hundreds of feet off the ground and look down. And I always wondered what it would be like to stand at the edge of a plane door and look down and then jump.
0: So when we say Marion Sparks was lost when I first met you, you really were lost. Because the, the you I know is now, as a very bold lady... In a choice of lifestyle and sport, but in a choice of how you how you represent yourself, bold in a respectful way, like you 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 stand out and you represent people. That Marion used to be there. She just kind of took a break. She
3: got crushed
0: She got questioned. crushed Qu- crushed. Okay. Crushed. She got crushed. And and you came back out. You're a phoenix. You know. You're you're that phoenix who's risen from the ashes once again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you did think you at some point might be able to do something like skydive. Yeah. Yeah?
3: Yeah. I remember I remember in 2006 when it first became a reality, I remember thinking about it. My knees went weak. And then I thought, no, nope, I got to do it. Got to try it. You've always wanted to do it. Always did.
0: So in 05, you had a question. You could be a skydiver. Again, before you started skydiving, a lot of different things, did you ever think you would be somebody who has done so much for a cause like the Rose.
3: No, it never even occurred to me. I was, no, it didn't. But I used to, I've always been a volunteer. Yeah. I was a candy striper back when I was a kid. I'd get on the bus traveling to Nashville and go work at a children's daycare center and work at the hospital. Had my little candy striper, pinstripe, you know. <laughs> you, you ever seen those? Yes. Yeah. I had one. Yeah. Do
0: they still have candy stripers
3: today? I,
2: I don't think so. I actually, uh, I only know what a candy striper is because it's mentioned in the movie Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know the part that I'm talking about? It's, I do. It's when he confronts her that he's yeah. go, that she's going to all the same fake, or that she's faking at all these support groups. Yes. And she says to him, candy stripe a cancer ward. And I thought, what does that mean? Is that, That's the only reason why I know what, yeah. uh, what the, the, the uniform you're talking about because I had to look it up.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know I, I mentioned this the other day I don't know if it was on this podcast so if you listen to this sorry I'm, I'm redundant uh, as, as as a person I have to do a lot of fake forms you know I worked for the board of directors for a short time and then with other things with the USPA or other organizations I deal with I commonly have to fill out fake forms just to test things and mm-hmm. I always fill out my fake forms as Robert Paulson. And Robert Paulson is the, the fat guy in Fight Club who
2: dies. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> I and feel like we must have talked about this because I'm hearing, like I almost said, <laughs> his, his name, this isn't a body, this is Bob. <laughs> this is Bob. And I remember <laughs> you saying that. And yeah, I always is, use the paper we, house we, address yeah, as my we've favorite we've absolutely address. had that. We, we have at least had this conversation. I'm, I'm not sure if it was on the podcast I'm pretty not.
0: sure it was right here. Um, so now you're this lady who's given back. Did you ever think that you would be called a philanthropist?
3: No.
0: Have you ever realized you are?
3: Yeah, I guess I am.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I will think Riley, Riley Marshall. I don't know if you've got to meet her yet or speak with her yet, but she is the marketing gal behind Infinity. She's only been with Infinity Rigs for a few months now. Mm-hmm. And she actually shared that this podcast was happening, and she mentioned Marion Sparks, president founder of Jump for the Rose, philanthropist. Really, And I've always understood to a point what a philanthropist was, but it made me Google and look up dictionary.com the exact definition.
2: Uh-huh. That's exactly what I have just done.
0: Yeah. So why don't you read it for us then? Uh,
2: a person who seeks to promote the welfare of others, especially by the generous donation of money to good causes.
0: Marion mm. Sparks, you're a philanthropist. Huh. How does that feel?
2: That's cool. I don't know. I think philanthropist is even a bit of an understatement. I mean, just based on the definition. I mean, what you do goes way beyond just giving money to good causes. I mean, you've become the good cause. Yes. Well said, Mr. P.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Y'all are making me feel like, wow. I don't know.
0: You've done all this work. You have been the person. We are just making observations. You know, doing what I do, I get to help people a lot. You know, skydiving for some of us is a sport. For for you and I, it's a lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's
0: so many people I get to help with the lifestyle part, and they thank me regularly, and I want people to remember whatever it is you are doing, back to whether it's skydiving, whether it's running a silly podcast, our buddy Ben Armanderis is doing that, whether it's running Jump for the Rose, no matter what you're doing, people are paying you the compliments are paying you the compliments because you did the work. You have created this, Jump for the Rose. You have built it to what it has become. How many of your friends have started a hobby or started a process and they gave up? And didn't really gave up, they just quit. They lost interest. Yeah. Have you lost interest at all?
3: No, because Jump for the Rose is a living being. You can't lose interest in it now. It's like, it would be like abandoning a child.
0: And I believe... The day you pass away, and I pray it's a long time from now, is the day you stop working for that cause. You may have a limited uh, investment in time as as we age and we get older, but I believe you will always be part of the rose and part of jump for the rose. So you're a philanthropist. You're an author. You've got to write these articles. Mm, Yes. I would encourage you, find somebody to help you write your story.
3: Oh, Dorothy Gibbons is already talking to me about it. Yes. Yeah, she's already told me. She told me a couple of years ago. She said, you know, you're going to have to write an autobiography. Yes. I was like, really? Oh, no.
0: I've inspired you. You've told me that to be a skydiver. I've inspired you to do what you do. You've inspired me to help others. You've inspired me to be a better person. You've inspired me to support a charity, to support a cause. You inspire people. You must. And must is a hard word, but you must share that story. What you've done is already tremendous. You touch one life to this autobiography, and I'll bet money you touch more than one. It'll mean that much more.
3: Yes, I, I'm going to do it, and I'm thinking about it. And yeah.
0: Do you have somebody to help you out already? Not really. Yeah, we might know somebody. Oh. Yeah, maybe Stephen. Stephen Angelos, he was. Yeah, I thought that's where you'd go. Yeah, I actually just just talking. I figured you'd have somebody. Maybe Dorothy Gibbons knows somebody. I, that's her last name, isn't it? No, yeah, yeah, Dorothy Gibbons. Um, um, but no,
3: Dorothy just wrote a book recently. Yeah, it was last year. It's called The Women of the Rose, and she's got me in a chapter.
0: I uh, yes, actually, yeah, you shared that chapter. I shared that, that I with right you right away.
3: But um, she wrote it all herself, so I think no, she I, she didn't have anybody helping her
0: you've written some articles now. Why not give it a try yourself?
3: Yeah. Okay, I'll do that in my spare time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and that's in your spare time.
3: Yeah, There's an article coming out in the May Parachutist I wrote.
0: What article is that one? That
3: is probably going to be in Five Minute Call. It's about the old skydivers that got the world record.
0: The SOS that we had here recently. Yes, yes. It is so cool to, to, to be where we're at. You know, Nick and I have talked about it. We, we, we talk a lot about Spaceland, but it is our life. But gosh, we jump at one of the coolest places around. We have so many cool things. Yeah, what the did, best place. What happened at that event? Because now you are SOS.
3: Yes, and I tell you what, I was, I, you know, all my life I've been thinking, oh, when I get 60, I'm going to be so old. I don't know what and I, I have not been able to wait to turn 60. That was uh, a year ago, over a year ago, I turned 60, and I was so happy. I could join all those guys and gals
2: I, I on really the did, SOS Jump. I really did think when I saw you participating with those guys, I didn't think you were old enough. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, it's her event. She can do whatever she wants. I thought it was honorary. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah.
2: But it's
0: the SOS crowd is, you know, we'll joke around about him because that's 60 year old, right? That's, mm. a, that's an old age. But I look at Rick Poplinger and I look at you and both of you are truly members of SOS. You're not honorary members. You're not just taking <laughs> part. And neither one of you are living life like the traditional 60 year old.
3: No. Nope, and we've got some uh, 70 year olds doing the same thing. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: It it definitely inspires me that when I make, you know, like you said, when I get 60, I'm going to be old. Mm-hmm. and now I look at the 60-year-olds around me, I go, when well, I'm going to be 60. I'm going to be ripe and living
4: life.
3: Yes, you can join SOS. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I actually still have yet to join Pops. I actually am parachutist over 40. I'm 43. Mm-hmm. And it's not for denial. I got no prompt saying I'm 40. I'm, like, stoked I made 40. <laughs> I'm proud not to be 40, but I'm proud I survived life this long. Yeah. My, my parents, like, I've broken 15 bones in my life. I've been in and out of the ER my whole life. And so we're, we're, we're stoked that I actually made it to 40. <laughs> Uh, to make SOS would, would be super cool. How big was the formation y'all just did?
3: Well, that, uh, the last one that I did, was, which was the world record, was a four-way with three guys, Michael, Bob, and Rick. And I all did a four-way jump, uh-huh. and we got 27 points.
0: So it's not size, it's sequential. Record.
3: It was, a uh, yeah, we did. We got 27 points on a four-way jump.
0: So any of you jumpers out there who are listening to this and saying, I can't turn points, my grandma's out here turning a point, Joe. Yo. <laughs> you know, I say my grandma. You are not old enough to be my grandmother. Um, but okay. Marion Sparks is 61 years old. Is turning points Rick Poplinger yeah. at like eighty nine years old? Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Rick is Pops. nowhere near that. Road. Yeah,
0: but you know, twenty seven points—that's that—that is an awesome skydive. And just because we gotta give love and props to our boy Ben Nelson, he actually shot the video for that. Mm-hmm. Did y'all happen to get still pictures out of that?
3: Uh, yes, we did. In fact, I've got a great one on my my covers, my cover page. Hold awesome.
0: This year, SOS or POPs, yeah, SOS has another goal with Jump for the Rose. What are you guys going to try to do this year different or bigger?
3: SOS is going to go for a a three-plane formation big way. God dang. There's going to be people coming in from all over the world. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty big. And they're going to (sighs) go for some sequentials.
0: It's been amazing in our sport. I've only been involved for 20 years. I say August will be my 20th year anniversary. And in the 20 years I've been around, uh, parachutists over 40 couldn't build a formation nearly as big as they can today. And part of it is our experience level and our skill level is much bigger. But part of it is is our skydivers of age, so the skill is carried on with them. Right. And when I started skydiving to see an SOS, You know, 8-way, 10-way would be amazing, but you guys are looking at 50, 60-ways at this point. Mm -hmm. And you're not looking at them. You're accomplishing things like this. It's just so amazing to watch our community continue to grow in in size and in spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me. Jump for the rose, uh, the mini boogie, what can people
2: do to support that event specifically? DJ, I just wanted to uh, correct you. It's not a mini boogie.
3: Boogie. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. I was fixing to correcting myself. <laughs> oh, so you come to? <laughs> you accepted I'm, I'm, it. Okay, I'm accepting it. Yes, it is yes, a boogie.
0: It is a boogie, and the the size might not be very big compared to some of the other boogies out there, like Summerfest. Mm-hmm. The spirit is large, and that's what makes it a boogie. So, yeah. w-
2: do, you, do you have dates for it this year? Yeah,
3: yeah October. We're going to be in October this year. Yay! Because. The nationals are in September this year at Skydive Paris, so it's far enough. October seventh and eighth is when it's going to be at Skydive Houston.
0: October seventh. I had to, I just wrote that down because I have SpaceLand. I always clear my October calendar for that weekend. Yes. So I was actually out canopy coaching all weekend long, and I was actually running around the field shooting videos, and I was thinking about Jump for the Rose and what you've done. And I don't know if this is a good idea or not, and, and maybe Ben and Nick and you can shoot this idea down right now, but I got an idea of another fundraiser we can do at Jump for the Rose this year. What? Pimp Men. Um, can so Can I <laughs> take my shirt off? <laughs> Actually, you can't put your shirt on. Um, you, can't, you can't put it on. It must what? stay off the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah that's fine. But,
0: so... What if what if we can find guys to volunteer that weekend to be available to caddy for women? You know, so we're we're not pimping out sexual favors, we're not prostituting, we're not making them your your bitch, so to speak. But this guy will be your caddy. He'll pack for you if you ask. He'll help you. He'll do whatever it is you need him to you're, do.
2: You're selling men slaves. That, that's what's going on. Straight up. I love it. We have an auction. We find guys who will volunteer.
0: Their time that weekend. Ben Nelson's my first volunteer. <laughs> he, j- he just raised his hand. He just said, I'm on. You know what? I'll be the second victim then. I will volunteer my time. Now, I'll probably raise $5. Ben will raise 10 <laughs> But let's get other guys on board. Six. We'll get other guys on board. Are, is that something you guys think would m- raise money, do an yeah, auction?
2: I that's right? funny. I think, I think uh,
3: it'd be fun, yeah.
2: Yeah, shirtless men dancing on a stage. You don't want me shirtless. You don't That's just shirtless. how it is in my fantasy. It's it's a lot like Magic Mike when I think about it. <laughs> Magic say, Mike. say that again, Matt. So I can't wear a Speedo? No, you're wearing a Speedo. That's it. That's all you get. I don't know if it's a good
0: idea. Maybe it's something we should check out. Maybe maybe it's something we should Yeah, consider. well, we're
3: going to bring back the pink bras again this year. And You know, we could do... You know, I always feel like we could probably come up with a more say exotic way to raise money with the pink bras but I just haven't come up with anything else yet
0: I think it's been fun in and of itself and, and the pink bras it's it's neat to watch how everybody has fun with it mm-hmm. they, they enjoy the spirit I remember one year you guys had a uh, one handed bra removal contest
3: that took a very special person that was Mariah yeah. and uh, yeah she she just it just came naturally for her <laughs> We've tried to do it since then, and it just kind of flopped.
1: Right?
0: hmm Uh, free free freestyle, Mariah. What did you say last name? Ekins. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, it's not Eaton, but I can't get there. Ekins. Thank you. Yeah. Um, man, have you reached out to see if she can come back?
3: I have. I did it last year, and she couldn't. But I'll reach out again to her this year.
0: I hope to see her. And uh, Mariah, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this. If you come to Jump for the Rose, I know money's part of the problem. Mariah, you have a free place to stay at our house. You can stay with Valerie and I. Mariah's always been a warm guest to us.
2: Nick? Sorry, Sorry, I'm losing my mind over Hank's comment. Oh, Uh, you got to share it, brother. uh, We were talking about male strippers, and he said... (laughs) chunk and dales instead of chip and dales chunk and dales <laughs> and i thought that was the funniest thing. I've ever heard. i just looked down and sorry. caught that uh, sorry i was losing my mind over here it, it is um, all good and
0: uh, and i have to apologize mr p that's him volunteering. Is what, is what Ben Nelson says. Chunk and Dells. Sorry, Mr. Uh, P. I've got to
2: use you your. Know, property. I mean I just I saw this vision in my brain of Hank dancing around wearing just a bow tie, a pink little bow tie. <laughs> it made me so happy.
1: Uh. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh. So y'all heard it here first, man, that this year's Jump for the Rose boogie. We're going to see Hank Pruitt running around in a pink Speedo and a pink bow tie doing yeah. junk and Oh Um, Hank is actually going to join us next week. And actually, uh, Ben, tonight is your deadline. Are we good? Yeah. So, Ben, uh, unfortunately for us, Mr. P is going to be out of town. Where are you going, brother?
2: Uh, we're going to Mexico. Who's we? Uh, Sam and I, my girlfriend, Sam, and uh, a bunch of her friends, her twin sister. I'm getting drug along for an excursion with her friends. Yo, That's yo, what's going on. Sam's got a twin sister. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, but man, yep. you just made my night, brother. Uh, <laughs> she, Sam, Sam's a prettier one. Don't worry. Uh, I picked the right one.
0: You picked the right one. Uh, so Mr. P is going to be on vacation next week, and uh, sitting in will be Ben Nelson. Ben Nelson will be our, our Mr. D next week. <laughs> Tiny D. We'll call him Tiny D. And Hank Pruitt will be joining us. And, and a lot of people want to know about Henry or Hank. He's an examiner for the Rating Center. He's an instructor for Skydive Space Land. We're going to talk a little bit about skydiving, but what a lot of people don't know is Hank has a little bit of a gymnast background. Ask that boy to show you a backbend. He can still do it. He really? also has a large skiing background. Um, he, a lot of big names in skiing, and he had a lot of time in Tahoe back in the day, which you know, I actually timed Hank coming in when Ben would be filling in just because Ben also has a large skiing background. So next week maybe I should just sit in Mr. P's chair and let <laughs> Ben take over hosting duties for the week. Maybe that's a better idea. Yeah. Um, so, in the mention of Chunkindells, which I think, that's oh my god, <laughs> that's his name at the drop zone for a while now. Chunkindales. Chunkindales. Uh Frank Chance. I've been calling Pornhub now, and Frank, <laughs> I see you've joined us. Um, oh my god, I uh, we've lost it. Do you want to elaborate on
2: Frank's name? Why is he Pornhub? Uh, I talked about some VR goggles here one night. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's not get into that. Yeah, and I referred to Frank Chance when I went into Pornhub, which
0: is. Website that I've heard of um, <laughs> through ben Nelson, who that's actually about how, really <laughs> really nice
2: looking wheels, right? Pornhub, Pornhub. Yes, nice it's about wheels.
0: Good rims for cars. because yeah, I was looking for rims for my car. Um, so his name came to mind. Uh, Jimmy Wynn keeps joining us, and Jimmy Wynn actually works in cancer as well. Mm-hmm, um, I know. Yeah, and that's the, the, it's so neat how many of our friends work for for cancer and work for this cause. It. You know, working in the medical industry is a reasonably paying job, but working in cancer, I don't think the money they get is worth the heartache they go through. I think the reward of watching people like you survive, watching people like you thrive in life is their true reward.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be. Yeah,
0: so Jump for the Roses brought you all sorts of cool opportunities, and one of them is there is a little club out there called the Profile Club parachutist USPA's magazine every month profiles a jumper like hey Mm -hmm. this is a you know not 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 like Ben Nelson needs a profile you know that's like sexual predator stuff (laughs) but here's this really cool jumper who are they and what they've done and you've been profiled
3: yeah you could have floored me when I mean it floored me when they asked me to do that
0: what 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 do you include like what's in that profile for those who haven't read articles like that before
3: Oh, wow, they ask you all kinds of questions, like, you know, if you could jump with someone else, you know, if you could jump with someone, who would it be and why? And, uh, you know, what kind of rig do you have? What kind of reserve? What's your, uh, you know, what do you, you know, fame, something, you know, that you... Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to remember. You caught me off guard with that question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, but just all kinds of questions about your personality, you yeah. know, and and like what was your favorite jump and what was your strangest thought in free fall and stuff like that.
0: I think mm-hmm. it's the opportunity for skydivers in general to get to know other jumpers. Right. Right. And that's been going on for quite a while now. And very recently, they started a new club. I say they, a guy named um, Brian and a guy named Adam,
1: mm-hmm. Adam
0: Buckner and Brian Gibney. Gibney, thank you. Started a club, uh, the Profile Club. Is that what they call it? Yeah. And and what is that?
3: Well, there's a, uh, you know, about 200 people that have been profiled. Uh huh. And. There's, It's a very small percentage of the population, and so they just gave us a little, you know, I've got a membership card, and they've got lots of other stuff they're doing, too, to, you know, you might know more about it than I do.
0: Um, I, I think we're kind of, we know the similar amount, but just different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you know your profile number off the top of your head?
3: You know, I was just sitting here going like, I can't remember it.
0: That's <laughs> all good. Every, every person who's been profiled gets a member number and mm-hmm. it's the number profile you were. Number right. Is number a word?
3: A uh, number. Yeah. yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. If you un- I think everybody knows what you mean.
0: If you understand it, it's a word. Yeah. And so Brian and Adam have done that to really bring awareness to, to where, to to these profiles, and I also think they're trying to really promote and get that profile club going a little bit further and, and a little bit deeper. Nick, is it maybe the plug in the back of the mic?
2: Oh no, I was just uh, I'm nothing wrong. I'm just I'm just playing with things. Don't okay, work. so
0: <laughs> Mr. P sits back there, and I think uh, at the beginning of the show he he mentioned like, oh my gosh, I feel like everything went so smooth. Like something's going wrong. Um, it's because we've got to know the process more, right? He's, he's
3: trying to figure out what he forgot. Yeah, that's what he's well, doing. Well, it
2: seems like my mute button isn't working. Ah. So, I'm just trying to, I'm troubleshooting.
0: Troubleshooting. Eh, we'll figure it out over time. Um, so, Brian Gibney and, and Adam Buckner have got this profile club together. And they actually are trying to raise more awareness of the profile club. And, and for them, it's, it's a nonprofit. They're not making any money off the profile club. What they want to do is they want to bring awareness to each person who's been profiled. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the person who's been profiled is just really cool. And that's all there is to it. And, and you know, what's skydiving besides just really cool? That's part of it. But then many of the folks profiled have a cause, have a reason, whether it's I do this in skydiving to, to, to help skydiving or whether it's I give to the rose and jump for the rose is my thing. Mm-hmm. So this is, is where we're going. What are you going on with over there, Ben?
2: Yeah, Ben, you want to share with the class?
1: <laughs>
2: I just saw a post from Kevin Craig that says, I'm in Hank. <laughs> I, think, I think he may have forgotten a comma. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe he actually is, in fact, in Hank. But I don't know the answer to that.
0: So imagine next week when oh, myself Hank. and Ben sit here together, the debacle, the debauchery that will happen. Because, you know, this is this is a controlled environment. A lot of people don't know there is a crazy Hank. And uh, if you've ever actually go search Hank's Facebook for his karaoke at the drop zone. Were you at the drop zone for that karaoke I, session? I was
2: not there, but I've seen the video. It's I've seen amazing. the
0: video, man. He
2: sings I Got Big Balls. I um, Just absolutely stellar. Do you know who posted that video, who shared it? No. I'm, I'm going to try and track it down.
0: Yeah, we'll track it down. Have you seen this, Marion? No. At some, when we're done, we'll just share that video together. We'll sit down and look at it. I think Nick will share it with with the crowd on Facebook. Um, it'll be debauchery. So these guys are trying to bring awareness. Anybody who knows of the Profile Club, keep encouraging Adam, keep encouraging uh, Brian to do what they do. Uh, USPA has done a wonderful thing with this Profile Club, uh, with these profiles to, to bring awareness of these other jumpers and causes, and I really appreciate what USPA has done to allow our skydiving community to shine in the things you've done. So the Profile Club has been really cool, but... For me, one of the coolest things I've seen of you yet outside of you've been raising money is one of the folks who gave a grant to the Rose is a much larger organization named who? Susan?
3: Oh, Susan G. Komen. Yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think you've got to work with them as well.
3: Yeah. I was the face of Susan G. Komen in 2012 and 2013.
0: You and three other ladies. Yes. Yes. How many women are affected by breast cancer every year?
3: Good grief. Millions.
0: Yeah. And yet you're one of only four women who wear the face. And still there's pictures of you floating around for the Susan G. Komen mm-hmm. uh, Foundation for the Cure. Now, they're more of a research company, a research organization.
3: Well, th- not only research, but they also... They also give, well, in fact, uh, that about that time that was happening, they were able to give the Rose over a half a million dollars one year.
0: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, so they still give a hefty sum to the Rose every year.
0: It's neat. I've seen ads in, in magazines with your picture on it. And I first saw them because you shared them with me. Mm-hmm. But I've actually organically seen a magazine with your picture in it. And I'm like, first of all, Dude, this is a nationally printed mag, and my friend's in it. That's so effing cool. But then my friend is in it representing this cause, mm-hmm. and that is heart touching. And they've even done commercials with you gals in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with them, what what what's your favorite part of being involved with Susan G. Komen?
3: Oh gosh. Getting to meet some awesome people and getting to travel and getting to go. I got to leave. I got to to uh, meet Laura Bush. Really? Yeah. And at uh, the Women's Global Cancer Summit. It was a couple of years ago in Washington, D.C. And I went as a representative for Susan G. Komen. And Laura Bush was there. And I uh, got to meet her. It was awesome. She said, you look familiar. I thought you looked familiar. And I said, yeah, I'm the face of Susan G. Cummins. She's like,
0: that's where I've seen you before. <laughs> You're thinking, no, 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 I should recognize you. Yeah. But yet here's Laura like, Bush recognizing you. She
3: was recognizing me. Yeah. Oh, that my God.
0: Cool. that That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, it, it blows my mind to sit there and watch Marion Sparks and as, as instructors, you will never be forgotten as a student you were. And you're unique to me because 9 out of 10 students I've trained, I always will see them as that first-time person I met when I met them as a brand-new young jumper, who they were then, and the fact that I'll always picture them with 20, 30, 50 jumps. I just I can't help it. And, and I see what they've become. But you, I, can, I, I, I barely remember that because you've just grown so exponentially and you've represented yourself so well. You've got that Susan G. Komen thing going on and you even got a relationship with Ford at some point
3: oh yeah <laughs> that kind of fell through but it was kind of funny um, I got a phone call from Team Detroit it showed up on my phone Team Detroit and I thought oh kind of what kind of scam is this it was somebody with Ford's advertising agency that had found my story and they were interested in making a story about a go go uh, oh Anyway, it's a Ford commercial kind of story about Jump for the Rose. Mm -hmm. And so she was really excited about it. And then she said, uh, well, what kind of car do you drive? And I said, well, I've got a Honda. And she goes, oh, she said, these stories are about Ford owners. And I said, well, if you think that it would be, you know, worth my while to go buy a Ford, I'll go buy one. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And uh, anyway, I went and bought a Ford. Love my Ford, um, but everything kind of fell through uh-huh. with the story that they were going to do, and okay. probably, you know, for whatever reason, Ford decided not to do anything with it. But the seed, the seed is still planted. So,
0: any of you people listening, man, I keep hearing these opportunities. I cannot afford to help jump for the rose in the way I want to, but you're working for a large corporation. The Rose, Jump for the Rose in particular, such an attractive corporation or organization that Ford Motor Company has been interested in you. Mm-hmm. People, man, help out breast cancer. Help out these women who need Your help. They're going to discover their breast cancer. They're going to be treated, cured, and live healthy lives. If you can go to your HR department, if you can go to your boss, if you can go to these people, whether your company raises $1, and I know how grateful you ladies are for $1. We
3: certainly are.
0: Or whether they can raise a million, and that is your goal. You tell me (laughs) of the dream of seven figures. And I believe, and I got zeroed out in my mind, that you will raise seven figures. For jump for the rose for the rose, and then that's where you got Gauss go. One hundred twenty-five thousand to date. What do you think you'll do this year?
3: I'm hoping to beat thirty thousand.
0: Thirty thousand is a goal this year, so it'll put you over one hundred fifty-five thousand today.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, people, I challenge you, man. Let's make it bigger. Let's let's blow Marion's expectations away. You know, all oh, of us have a fabulous. large reach. Over fifty people total have joined this at some point. Live. They have? Live, yeah, and I get little updates here. Um, you know, twenty twenty-five are the most we've seen live at one time, but over fifty people have, have heard it. A lot more people will download. Nick and I have been blown away. I've been watching the stats and in a week and a half we have over two hundred
2: and forty downloads, Nick. See it <clears throat> excuse me. Uh every time you bring this up to me, I just think why? Like who who wants to listen to this? <laughs> and honestly, this is the first conversation like just because Marion, you are uh Probably the, the person that we've had on that's most connected to something that's just so much bigger than than any one person, right? So th- this is uh, I can understand why people would listen to this and and connect with with this and with the message that you share with Jump for the Rose. So I can that, yeah. I can understand why people would listen to this. Yeah. And but that, it is I am still surprised that uh, as many people uh, have downloaded it as, as they have. Yeah, I, I that's wow. one of the
0: reasons I share the numbers with them. I, it blows my mind. And for anybody who's curious, the most downloaded episode is Mr. P's first what, episode. What? So uh, <laughs> they started with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do believe that your episode will eclipse everybody else's because, like Nick said, I told you beforehand, this means the most... Talk to all of us so people get on the horn get on the phone talk to hr wake up tomorrow morning go to smile.amazon.com there are so many things we can do to help out marion and jump for the rose
3: oh wow thank you so much
0: oh it's you know like you and i've talked about it so many years i make a meager living and i do as much as i can to give back and and having you here means so much to me but being able to share your story means even more. Being able to share your cause means the
3: most. That absolutely is the best thing you could do is help share my cause. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Every STP instructor who hears this, every AFF instructor, every coach, everybody who works with students, tell your students about Jump for the Rose and smile.amazon.com. Every skydiver, tell your friend, tell your family, tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your aunt, tell your uncle, tell your cousin. I have a list of potential um, guests coming out. And Nick and I commonly are exchanging names to talk about who can be guests. And your name's on that list somewhere. I actually forgot about it. My sister says, you should have that jump for the rose lady. That's who she refers to you as, Mm -hmm. that jump for the rose lady. And I said, you know what? And I got on the horn with you two days later. Yeah. But right there is proof that family affects if it wasn't for my sister, I don't think I would have had this episode as soon as we have.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the timing's perfect for it. I, th- I think so too. You know, you, you you're just coming back from Paris, and what's what's happening there? October
3: seventh and eighth. Seventh
0: and eighth. I have a little jacked up neck. If you ever see me playing with this, I actually have a tens unit. Ben on neck and I recognize this tens unit. Um, I have something stimulating my back right now. My neck is completely. That's that's my limitation of my left. So mm-hmm. thankfully. We're, we're angled here. October 7th and 8th is is that next event. And even if you can't convince anybody to help you or give back, make sure you guys are there. Make sure sure you show up and help out Marion. Even that weekend, Skydive Spaceland donates money from every tandem, I believe. Yes,
3: they do. So yeah.
0: anybody who thinks they can't give back, talk to your boss. You can.
3: Yeah, we need. We always need raffle prizes. Just
0: What kind of raffle prizes do people give you?
3: Wow, let's see. Got a Yeti cooler. Boy, that was a good raffle prize.
0: I did enter that one, by the way. Mm -hmm. I did enter the Yeti
4: cooler.
3: Yeah, and uh, a lot of the skydiving uh, gear manufacturers give good gifts and gift certificates. Uh, We've got uh, People Brain just... I mean, we had a pair of... uh, Let's see, what did we have? We had a... uh, Some uh, you uh, like a board, a skateboard, yeah, but or about on the water,
0: yeah, kind of board, wakeboard, a wakeboard. Thank you. I it's been a a couple years ago, we had a wakeboard,
3: yeah.
0: Um, I believe Billy Whitaker, uh, who owns a McDonald's franchise, which where Nick's birthday party was at, best birthday party ever, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Ronald McDonald Whitaker, uh, McDonald's donated. I think a gift certificate of some type. Yeah. So we've had everything done. I say we, man, it, you ladies, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel like I'm part of those you ladies are. at times. Um, but y'all, y'all have had all sorts of things donated. So get with your company and find out what they can donate. Yeah. Donate your time. The packers, most of our packers donate pack They jobs. all,
3: most of them do. The
0: riggers donate reserve repacks. Yes. Spaceland donates time. Actually, I heard this year that Nick Lott, Mr. P, is going to donate a jump. He's going to pay for his own slot and shoot video and stills for somebody who wants to get that special still moment in their in the sky.
2: Nick, is that true? See, now when I come up with that idea... It's going to sound like you pushed me into it.
1: No, but you told me this the other day. No, I oh, just totally made it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that, DJ. Yes. And it was my idea before you brought it up. I remember you, you told me that the other day.
0: <laughs> I definitely have used this live on-air thing to just pin people down to things, yeah. including myself.
3: Well, yeah, you know, it gives you a position of power.
0: No, well, I've told you <laughs> and Jay, I'm going to start fun jumping again more. Hold me to it. And I'm. And if I keep saying it publicly, it's going to make me... and. Actually, the weather's finally good, and I made a fun jump last week. And as long as I can turn my head far enough to look over my shoulder, uh, I'm going to go make some more jumps this week. Uh, like to make a wingsuit jump. D need my neck 100% because nice. of the power here. Yeah.
2: Everybody's getting back into wingsuits. Man, I only got 20 what's,
0: flights. The community's hot right now. It's it's like what they're doing is the XRW thing, is that what's bringing it back? Uh, that's a huge. So first, Luke Rogers. Do you remember Luke, our mm-hmm. Australian buddy? Watching Luke and what he was doing also with our buddy Royce and how they were flying dynamic together. They weren't just chasing silly things. They weren't just going out lost. They were doing all sorts of cool things together. That was really what drew me back to it but then watching dq do xrw with uh with luke do xrw with kimball and seeing people like tj Langrim promoting xrw camps and then black or or, so thread the needle was the first project orange was project orange where they put a high performance camping guy through crew what was the name of this last one does anybody remember project blackout maybe they just flew wingsuiters and crew and XRW through Diamonds. So, yeah, I think XRW and and Luke Rogers is a big part of what's helping revive what I want to do. So, yeah, we pinned Nick in. Nick's going to donate. Guys, it doesn't matter what you think you can do. You can do a lot to donate to the cause.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this question is really multifaceted for me. And, and I'll kind of pin it all down at once and then let you go where you go with it. What has been your favorite moment in life, your favorite moment in skydiving, your favorite moment in Jump for the Rose, and your favorite moment in cancer awareness?
3: My favorite moment in skydiving was that when we first started Jump for the Rose, when we got that first national record, and you could hear all the women in, free fall screaming because we knew we had gotten it yes. and the look on Kirsten Johnson's face, she was right apart. You know, she, she was, she was, you could see her face on the video. She was like this, you know? Yeah. That was great. My favorite moment in Jump for the Rose and Charity what I do, the, the biggest thing for me was when I was with Susan, she, I went to the Susan G. Komen uh-huh. Gala, and it was at the um, Lincoln Center in Washington, D.C. And I wore a ball gown, and it was a ball gown. It was off-the-shoulder ball gown. Oh, I've seen the picture. Sexy.
0: You look good. Oh
3: my gosh! And I stood on the stage in front of a thousand people, and got to talk about Susan G. Komen. And we were holding the flashlights. And uh, I uh, remember being backstage and talking to some of the people that were also there, and uh, trying to remember a name, Charlie's Angels. Vera uh, Fawcett? No.
0: No, it's the newer.
3: Yeah, the other Catherine. Anyway, was Catherine
0: Zeta Jones in there? No. Movie? No, gosh. Hey, Heigel? No.
3: <sighs> it's. I'm just having. You know. A brain thing he life was, moments brain farts hmm no the old the old charlie's angels oh
2: i'm looking up the new. what what year do you think of that movie is? oh se- 70s the original
0: show tv yeah. series you're talking about yeah yeah <clears throat> so you got to meet her and then yeah and then I, I remember
3: standing backstage with her we were fixing to go on she she was speaking also Jacqueline smith jacklyn smith Kate jackson Jacqueline smith um yeah, I'm standing next to Jacqueline Smith. We're backstage. We're both in ball gowns, and she said, uh, "Are you nervous?" And I said, "No." Are you nervous? She goes, "Yeah." And I just remember thinking, "That's weird."
0: <laughs> She's <laughs> been on camera. Was, She's been in front of a microphone. She's been in front of a crowd. Yeah,
3: and she was nervous, and I was, and I was ready to get out there. And and I had a teleprompter though. That made it. That, that that's what made it so yeah. easy.
0: I've. I've been under the horror of speaking on public radio in front of 1,500 people live, Mm -hmm. and they say the broadcast was up to a million people. I have no clue what it really was. As much as the nerve and horrors of that is, I've never faced my mortality like Mm -hmm. you have. You know, um, what was her name again? Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith. As much as she's faced all these big stage performances, she's not faced reality of life like you have.
3: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. I did. I think I did say something to her about being a skydiver. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's cool because would you say, I, I remember growing up around Charlie's Angels as well. I was a little bit mm-hmm. younger when I watched it than you were. Um, but Charlie's Angels, man, those were some of uh, young ladies' heroes, ladies' idols. Oh, them.
3: yeah, they were. They were so, that was a great show. What was it Back like to stand this- next to your hero? <laughs> it was pretty cool. I got some pictures with her too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And did you realize while you stood next to her, she saw you as a hero? No. Have you ever stopped to think about those words? You're no. a hero. There is a lady out there right now who is living life. She's found out she has breast cancer because of you and the road jump for the rose. She has not only been diagnosed, she's been treated for breast cancer. And right now, tonight, she's living with her daughter, her son, her husband, because of you.
3: Yeah, I knew that. I know. I know that that's that's there.
0: You're a hero, Marion. You're a hero to that lady. It's
3: not just me. It's so many other people who have helped jump for the rose, do everything it's done. All I've done is just organize it.
0: Back to Tom Noonan's statement. You're a conduit of awesome Mm -hmm. but I don't think just anybody could do what you do I think so many people will fail at organizing what you've done partially because they don't have the wherewithal and the follow through you do but you are magnetically an attractive person people draw to you people want to be around you so as much as you say you do these things with the help of others you are the center of all of that. People all come to you to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it,
3: that's what it takes. You've got to have that. And sometimes it's hard to be that person.
0: You know, I I, I I, do. I get to be in a place of a lot of leadership and helping people in the sport. And it's almost frustrating. You know, people always want and demand of your time, right? Mm-hmm. And... I always remember, and I, I bet money you're the same way, A, people like me enough, which is hard to believe, that they'll approach me, and B, trust me enough to help them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's nice when they give you that space. You need to charge to give back yourself. right? Um, you've given back to the sport, not just through Jump for the Rose, you've done it as a mentor. Mm-hmm. You are one of our most faithful mentors. As far as the guys and gals who help the mentor program at Spaceland, you are the one who is somebody we can count on. Number one, you're there regularly, and that's unique. But number two, if you say you will do something, we count on it without fail. Mm-hmm. There might be a time or two where something comes up, but you without fail are, are a guarantee things are going to happen, but, but you're always there. What's it like for you to get back to these young jumpers?
3: Oh, gosh, it is a gift to be able to spend time with these young jumpers and see that light bulb moment go on for some of them. Sometimes when, you know, it is so wonderful to be in that position to where I can do that. And it's, I really, really enjoy getting to know them, make friends with them. And some of them have become some of my greatest helpers. With Jump for the Rose.
0: It's cool. It's an opportunity for you to get back to the sport and watch it grow, but also to attract volunteers.
3: Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Great. And I always need good volunteers. And I've got some of the best volunteers are skydivers. Yeah. They really are young skydivers. They're the best.
2: No. That's that passion coming through, right? Mm-hmm. I, I
0: bet money that if anybody approaches you and how can I help, you have an answer. Oh yeah. But I'm sitting right now at home. I'm sitting at work listening to this podcast and I'm trying to figure out how can I volunteer? What do I do to volunteer? Where can I go online to do that?
3: Well, the best thing to do is uh go online to we'll go to Facebook. Uh go to Jump for the Rose page. Send me a you know, send us a message. Say, Hey, I heard about this. I want to help. And I'll answer.
0: Like Jump for the Rose fan page, messages, I, you guys respond. As a matter of fact, I've been reached out to by Jump for the Rose. More than Jump for the Rose has been reached out by me as far as mm-hmm. the fan page goes. So you ladies are great at communication. Mm-hmm. I, I say you ladies because there's so many more that help. Uh, Leah Blachet. Mm-hmm. Leah Blachey-Bessonette, I think, has been your right-hand Oh, no gosh. Doubt.
3: Leah has been wonderful.
0: And... Uh, She means so much to me. I actually, I'm sure you know this. Mm -hmm. I was the best man at her wedding as well. Yes, I was there too. Yeah, I promised Leah that I will make you cry during my toast. And if you know Leah and I's relationship, I torture the hell out of that lady. I love Leah like a sister. And what do you do to a sister? You torture her. You beat on her.
4: Yeah, of course.
0: And her and Matt, myself, Valerie, have sat around at dinners, and I've made her go, puppies and bunnies, puppies and bunnies. That's her famous line because she's getting creeped out by what I say, and I just love messing with her. And I said, I'm going to make you cry at your at your wedding. And she actually was like, I was nervous you were going to say something horrible and horrific. <laughs> and uh, the toast, you were there for the toast mm-hmm. at the restaurant, and I never meant to do it in a way to make her cry horrifically. I meant to make her cry with joy, and, and it worked out. I love her. Um what has she done for you?
3: Oh, she's been my vice president for the, all these years. We've we've been going since yeah, 2010. She is the person who has kept us straight, you know, just uh, for getting our 501c3 uh, rating. That was huge and Leah was a big part of getting that done. She's a hustler. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And, you know, some people are hustling in a bad way. Some people hustle. And she mm-hmm. h- she'll she work hard. Yeah. She's one of the hardest working folks I know. It's been amazing because you've gone through a lot of ladies who helped you. And it's not for any reason, but they just lose interest or they have other life commitments. Right. Leah He'd, has been the rock.
3: Yeah, she has been my rock. Yeah. Uh, she has been the wind beneath my wings.
0: Yeah. It's neat because early on, Leah and these other ladies did a large part of what you do today. Um uh, really athletic young lady, short, blonde hair, uh, used to jump at Waller. I'm trying to think of her name, videographer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Stacy. 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 Stacy did a huge, like when you first started, she was probably the biggest person to help you get sponsors early on. Yes. And I remember, on as you got sponsors, you would approach, yeah, Stacy. would help you with a lot of it, but you'd even approach me like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You tell Leah, I don't know how to raise money. I don't know how to help people. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. This last year, you did 90% of the work. Mm-hmm. You know what to do.
3: Yeah, it's a learning process.
0: Yeah. So now I have a problem in life, and I want to start a cause, and I want to do something, whether it's in skydiving, whether it's something else. What would you tell somebody who's looking to do what you've done, start a cause?
3: Get a good group of people behind you. You're going to need a board of directors. You're going to need a support system. You can't do it all by yourself.
0: Yeah. And how much time do you give a week to that cause?
3: Oh, good grief.
0: <laughs> it's a second job easily.
3: I give probably 60 hours a week to jump for the rose.
0: Would it be safe to say that you work your real job to support your true love? Yes. You know, if uh, it would be wonderful to see the day that the rose could afford to pay you as a staff member jump for the roads could have pay you as a staff member, but th- I think the day that Jump for the Rose could support you as a staff member, you're shaking your head no, is exactly what I believe. The day they could afford that, you're gonna say, I'll still work as a nail Tech and you guys put that much more money to my cause. Yeah. And that's why your skydiving friends bought you a rig. That's why your skydiving friends continue to do things for you. Um you won't do things for yourself. So others have chose to help you as well.
3: That rig was the greatest gift I could have ever gotten. Yeah, it's been a great promotion for a jump for the rose too. Oh man! Oh gosh! But I I took it out to Paris. <laughs> they just everybody wants to see it. You know, they've all heard about it. So cool. I,
2: I shared the video of you presenting the rig to her in the in the comments earlier. So if anyone hasn't seen that. It sure is worth watching.
0: And if you notice, I pause as I present the rig. I'm crying. I Marion mm-hmm. and I we 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 shared a good cry together.
3: Yeah, we did.
0: It was definitely hard. the The hardest presentation I've ever made in my life is proposing to my wife. The second hardest presentation i ever made in my life was presenting you that rig, and that's how much it, it meant to. Wow. And, and I got to organize it. You know, kind of like you organize the rose, but the list. And you've seen the list of names I yes, gave you. I supplied those names. To me who donated money to that. And those are really the people who made it happen. I just got to, I actually almost missed out on donating money. I My goal was to donate a large chunk. And as I raised money, I did the tally one day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm $50 short. $50. I got to put my name down right now. <laughs> so I only donated $50 because it happens so dang quick. Wow. And I think it's a testament to who you are and a testament to, to what you've done. You know, we've kind of shared your story in skydiving and through the cause. And what I really want, want to close with is a thought and, and some questions. When I first met Marion Sparks, we talked about how weak and feeble you were mm-hmm. and who you are today, mm-hmm. but also Jump for the Rose. Compare your first year experience of Jump for the Rose. What was that first year experience like versus this last year's?
3: Wow. First year was confusion A lot of confusion. Uh, didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. Didn't know if anybody was going to help me. Didn't know if anybody cared. But inadequate, and feelings of inadequacy. And, <laughs> you know, just, it was, it was tenuous that first, the first time, the first year, that was, that was good. Because I was just going to do it one time. Just once. Yeah, I was just going to do that. I wasn't going to do it anymore. Besides that, but then everybody else kept saying we got to do this again. That's when it started getting confusion and worrying about. Okay, well, how do we do this? And you know, when it started becoming, when it for, when it became its own thing. It started growing. It was like having a brand new baby and you don't really know whether it's hungry or not or whether it needs changing <laughs> or not, you know. And, you know, having people around, you don't know whether they're really there to help or if they're really there or not to help and what do you do. And and there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of uh, um, politics being played and some stuff going on. Yeah. And you don't know. Yeah, so it's so much nicer that the baby's all grown up.
0: It was so interesting. I remember the first time you approached me. I'm doing this thing, jump for the rose, and I'm trying to... You you asked me that you were hosting an event. Mm-hmm. And today, you are proud of that event. Mm-hmm. Today, you will brag on the event, not because you're proud of your accomplishments, but because you're proud of those around you and what they've done to support your cause. Mm-hmm. Um. What was this last year's event like then compared to the first year's?
3: It was a lot easier. Yeah? Yeah.
0: That's amazing for me to hear because up till this year, I would honestly say, and I don't know because I don't see behind the scenes, but the upfront scenes, a lot of the ladies are to this day a huge help for you. Mm -hmm. But this year you took on probably triple the workload of the event that you've ever held before. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. But it was easier.
3: But it was easier because I know what to do now.
4: Yeah.
0: It's amazing how much you've grown. It's amazing uh, amazing how much you've done. Um, I can't wait to see what this year holds. I can't to wait to see what this year does. I
3: can't either. I think there's some good things in store.
0: I um, I, I will never stop repeating it. Donate to Jump for the Rose. Go to jumpfortherose.org read Marion's story. It's, it's under About Us, Marion's story. Um, I had a hard time not crying today when I read that. If, I, and, and if you read that and you don't give to this purpose, to this cause that Marion has given her life to, then what's wrong with you? You're broken. <laughs> you know, you, you, you just are. Um, what else would you like to share with people about your cause, with what you do?
3: I, gosh, you caught me off guard. What do I want to share with people about my cause? Do do
2: you ever have a hard time telling your story? Like, uh, I feel like you, you probably told it a lot of times.
3: I have and uh, a lot of times when I get to the point where I talk about Dixie telling me that she's got me covered, I have a hard time not crying. And I still I still when I talk to her, you know, I talk when I talk about it I still have a hard time not crying about well, it what because do you, that was what do you great feel that
2: makes you that makes you cry? Gra- a- I'm
3: grateful. I'm so great. I am so grateful. This is one thing I want to talk about. My cause. Okay, I've got it now. Good job, Mr. P. Thank you. Um, two ladies started the rose: Dorothy Gibbons and Dixie Millo. Dixie was one of the first women surgeons ever in Houston, and she clawed her way through the sc- through school to become one of the first women surgeons and Dorothy worked in the hospital and she and Dixie became friends and they had a friend named Rose who uh, had breast cancer and Rose didn't have any insurance and was having a hard time getting uh, treated for her breast cancer and she would talk to Dixie and Dorothy and Dixie would say somebody's just got to do something about this. We've got to be able to treat these women for breast cancer. And Dixie would go, yeah, we just, you know, somebody needs to do that. And Dorothy would agree with her. And finally Rose says, well, if somebody's going to do something about it, why not you? And they looked at each other and said, yeah, Dixie said, yeah. She said, "Uh, if somebody, why not, why shouldn't it be us? So they got together and started the Rose. And that was... That was like starting Jump for the Rose, but on a very much harder level because they were starting a nonprofit breast cancer facility. And all they had was two ladies, Dixie and Dorothy. And if you Google either one of those names, Dixie Malillo or Dorothy Gibbons, you are going to find so many awards. And building 60 has got a school named for her in Houston.
0: Yeah, Pasadena, uh, yeah. Pasadena Junior High School. If I remember the year, the age correct, somewhere around five, fifth through eighth grade, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah.
3: and these two ladies are the ones who who uh, went to Congress, and no. and they, uh, yeah, they uh, made sure they they went up there and and to uh, get the medicare to cover mammograms these are the two ladies that did it really yes
0: In fact, i've got to meet these ladies and they're just phenomenal personalities it's a mm-hmm. very very pleasure to a huge pleasure to meet but today you like you said google the names well i went to the rose's website and i believe it's just the rose.org mm-hmm. and you can read their stories there and mm-hmm. dorothy gibbons is a philanthropist like she is mega philanthropist I, yes. she's she works for so many causes on so many boards and worked has worked on so many medical uh, uh, donation kind of boards I can't think of the right word um, causes
3: yeah and I was just talking to her the other day and she just gotten back from Austin and she's been speaking at the you know Senate committees because a lot of laws are fixing to change about uh the about insurance taking care of uh, mammograms
0: for good or for bad.
3: Uh, they're trying to, to raise the limit, the the age limit that a mammogram is paid for. There's a big fight going on about that.
0: So, m- fighting to get Medicare to pay for mammograms to later in our years.
3: Uh, no, not t- and not till you're 50 years old will so they pay for them.
2: So it won't
0: pay till you're 50,
3: right? And insurance. Oh, so they're trying
2: of- to make it uh, available for younger women.
3: No, they're trying to make it. They're, no, but, but, they're trying to say that younger women don't need it like older women do. It's ridiculous, some of the stuff that's going on right now, and I don't really want to go into it, but yeah. Dorothy's out there fighting.
0: So, in short, the state's trying to raise the age limit, and Dorothy Gibbons is trying to say, no, 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 you can't change this. We need it. Right. Okay. It's uh, your story really, I've, I've always wondered where the name The Rose came from. Mm-hmm. And now I've learned tonight, their first... Now, I don't know if it's necessarily their first patient, but the inspiration.
3: Yeah, and Rose later died of breast cancer.
0: And now there's a whole organization because of this lady.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: actually, your logo, Rosie. Yes. Is named and, I, and I've always known Rosie. Well, I've assumed Rosie's been named after the Rose. Mm-hmm. But now she's named after the lady who created this whole cause.
3: Yeah, I guess it could go back that far, yes. Yeah.
0: It's, it's super interesting to see how far back things go. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Lewis had just signed in and, and didn't really think much of it. But Zach Lewis just signed in, and I don't, you know Zach Lewis. Yeah, Zach Lewis does some really wonderful pictures.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: He does a lot of photos, and he actually does a photo uh, session for people for Blue Skies magazines and and just for personal interest. Have you ever done anything with him? No. You know how awesome would it be? And you've seen his photos, right? Yes. How awesome would it be if we could tie Zach Lewis and Marion Sparks together? And and Zach does such a wonderful job of grabbing the beauty of any jumper because he works with men and women. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you see a lot more women just because, let's be real, women are way more pretty than men. Uh, it would be so awesome to see you and Zach get together next time maybe you're up in his area at Spaceland Dallas mm-hmm. or whatever. And do a little photo session. Maybe our boy Ben can tie you guys together. Um, yeah. I, I can do be my cool. best as well. And I bet you if we plant the seed in Zach's mind, Zach is just it's a tremendous fella and, and a true artist. And I bet you he would love to, to do that as well.
3: That would be fun. Yeah.
0: Maybe get some more headshots for yourself. Yeah. You know, it, it's... it's they're neat to have headshots, but for you they're neat because they promote that cause.
3: Right. We can always use those. Yeah.
0: Mr. P, is there anything else you want to share with Marion this evening? No,
2: I just want to thank Marion for being here for uh for joining the boys here. Thank I was you. Uh, I was worried you might I, I guess I was worried we might have some uh, offensive conversation in front of you. <laughs> hey, you're such a sweet lady, I feel like I feel like I need to behave in front of you like I'm in front of my mom, you know. So well, you
3: know what? That's great. I'll take advantage of that. <laughs> she'll <laughs>
2: take advantage <laughs> of you, and maybe, and maybe my mind's in the wrong spot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're a little more uh, of a skydiver than uh, than I realize.
0: No, I actually believe she'll take that. Nick, how old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Mary, you shared a story with me earlier this evening. Can oh, I share yeah. a little bit about that story? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you, 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 I've known you, and I've got to know you really well. And this evening, you shared a story with me I never knew, and. One of your inspirations to surviving cancer, beating cancer, surviving life, was who? My mother. Your mother. And who was the other one? My son. Your son's name?
3: His name was Jimmy.
0: Jimmy. And what's Jimmy's story?
3: Jimmy was a perfectly healthy baby up until he was born. And he was left in uh, too much trauma and in oxygen deprivation, and he, uh, w- he almost died when he was born, and uh, we uh, had oxygen deprivation to the brain, and he had cerebral palsy, and uh, he had a lot of other things wrong with him, and I tried to take care of him as long as I could. But the doctors told me that he needed to be someplace where he could get constant medical supervision, So, I went ahead and let him go because he really didn't know what was going on around him anyway. So, that was the uh, biggest disappointment of my life when I lost him when he was three years old, which was probably a blessing from God.
0: Yeah. He would be 36 today, if I remember right. Yes,
3: he would be 36. And he would be 36 this June.
0: And the thing that you shared with me and what Mr. P reminded me of and the way you just treated him is so many of our staff at Spaceland and so many of our jumpers are in their Mm thirties and you've always treated them like your kids. And I just thought that was your natural maternal instinct. But you explained to me because these are your jimmies at this point. So any of you fellas and gals, any of you folks, particularly in your thirties, uh, you know, we joke around about her being our mom, but you're not far off from my mother's age. Yeah. When you see Marion Sparks treating you and watching out for you like a mother, it's because she truly actually loves and cares.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jimmy lives on and, and inspires you today to to do well for others and treat others well.
3: Yeah, I see Jimmy in a lot of a lot of the kids out there, and I think, wow. Would Jimmy have been like this one or would he, you know, would he have loved to jump? Yeah. I think Jimmy would be a free, a free flyer. Betcha.
0: Yeah. I bet you'd be a good kid. I I, I think he would. I believe children are partially who they are because of their personality. But I think a large part of their personality is because of their upbringing. Mm -hmm. You're a product of your environment. Well, then put yourself in a different environment if it's bad. But I bet money, anybody who was raised by you, I've seen the love you share and the love you have. And the fact that you shared Jimmy's story with me tonight just is that much more special, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us and with the people listening.
3: Well, it's a large part of who I am and what my life is and what my life became. Yeah. So he, Jimmy, made a lot of difference.
0: Well, I uh, have a couple friends who've lost their children, and Steve Sanders. I don't know if you lost the if you know he lost his daughter when she was sixteen. Um, her nickname was Ladybug, and every time I see a ladybug now. Mm-hmm. And, and he even mentioned when a ladybug shows up, he thinks of Lucy, his daughter, and Steve Sanders' daughter, Lucy, uh, had passed away, and then they have a scholarship fund for her. I don't know if you know this, but one of our dogs' name is Jimmy. Really? And from now on, I will never think of my dog Jimmy without thinking of you and your son.
3: Oh, sweet. Uh,
0: and, and cerebral palsy actually has a very, very tender place in my heart. Jay Stokes, I believe you've met Jay.
3: Yes, I've met Jay Stokes' son.
0: Yeah, hey, so you've met Nikki, and yeah. Nikki has cerebral palsy as yeah. well. Jay
3: and I have talked about it. Jay knows about my son.
0: Yeah, and uh, Nikki under has has a full comprehension, but he cannot communicate. Right. He speaks very, like every now and then you can get a word out of him. He has a few signs. He knows a few things. Like he, he gives, the sign for beard is DJ. Mm-hmm. The sign for beautiful is Val, and he's got the biggest crush on Val. I love it. Um, him and I are boys, you know, we exchange birthday messages. He's got a cell phone. He doesn't text very well, but he receives well and he acknowledges me and and his mother helps. And so I've always had a super dear spot for folks with CP and especially through Nikki. And now through the story of CP and and my dog, Jimmy, I will never deal with Nikki and I deal with Nikki all the time and I'll never deal with Jimmy again without thinking about you. So thank you for sharing.
3: Well, thank you. And, DJ, this has been a wonderful evening and thank you so much for leading me through this story and letting me share it.
0: It's been an honor. It's been an honor to be part of the story. It's been an honor to be part of your life. Um, folks who are listening to this, please go to jumpfortherose.org, read Marion's story. Find out what you can to give back, whether it's by volunteering your time, whether it's by giving money, whether it's by going to your HR department. Marion's goal is to raise $30,000 this year. Let's beat that goal. Let's go above and beyond that goal. Let's oh, get your That would be awesome. Go check that out. Go to therose.org and mm, see yes. what Dorothy and Dixie have done. These ladies are tremendous. As nice as they sound when you meet them, they're even sweeter. Dixie is just like her name, that just sweet old southern lady. Mm-hmm. Just I mean her name makes me smile and and her personality is even bigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, go to smile.amazon.com and pick jump for the rose and do all your shopping on smile.amazon.com.
3: gosh, what a difference that would make if everybody would do that.
0: You know, folks get involved, help out and and don't just help out with the rose. Whatever cause it is that inspires you, no matter what it is, go help out. There are so many causes that can use spirits and hearts like you. Marion, thank you so much, not just for being here, but most particularly. Thank you for what you've done for other women and men. And thank you for what you've done for our communities of people and of skydivers. Thank
3: you. Thank you, DJ. Oh, you And thanks welcome. to everyone who's in the, wing, the wind beneath my wings and help me do it Yeah.
0: before we sign out do you have any last things you want to say to our friends listening
3: well I just hope everybody comes to jump for the rose it always just tickles me to death when you show up at the event it, it's October 7th and 8th it's at Skydive Houston Skydive Spaceland Houston it's a Saturday and a Sunday and I just love to see your face show up
0: Guys, gals, show your support. Check out Jump for the Rose on Facebook as well. Till then, Mr. P, thank you for helping us out. Marion, thank you for being here. Uh, This is Grad Lab Radios. I'm DJ Blue Skies. Take care.